the thing that concerns me is the Gallahorn's going to be. I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be. It's either going to be out the box. Well, it was out the box. Um, Why are you swearing? I'm sorry. Uh, long week. So it's going to be. Rainbows, forget me nots of misty meadows and sun dappled pools. Right? Everyone's like, oh no, Bungie said they balanced it. No, no. If they balanced it, they balanced it in the same way that they nerfed it in D1, and it's not going to be worth it. Is it going to be nostalgia? Yeah. It's going to be nostalgic. Is it going to be any good, though? I doubt it. I is really, it going to really be the it. thing that everybody rocks in Crucible for a good two to oh, three Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. The tracking on it alone is going to make it good for Crucible. Yeah. Um. Also, I think I have found my favorite fusion rifle ever, or at least for the current season builds. And I'm very, very plus, pleased. pleased what I can is speaking it? Cortesian coordinate? No. Uh, it's actually a roll on the Iota Draconis. Okay. Um, it is surplus and adagio with liquid coils and yeah, the stability that's master. Linear. Work. That doesn't count. It's not linear, is it linear? <laughs> the one no, it's the... not linear. It's it plays like linear. linear. The the role I have on it though plays like a linear. And then you combine that with like part not particle accelerator. What's the uh, the fusion one? That's each additional hit does increase damage. On top of a solar well build with the um, the weapon damage bonus for solar weapons, I am just yeah. deleting things. This is amazing, and it is. Oh, fun. I know what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about the trials linear. Nulzy, my favorite fusion, and I, I found the love of my life for this season is the Vex Mythoclass. It's fantastic. It, it oh, I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard some good things. You you can switch it over. It does a linear fusion mode. Have you heard about this respawn? I, it's a really oh. good exotic. Everybody's gonna get that come up and that was mean. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks, and tools to help all guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So, should we should we kick the show off? I suppose. Mm. Now that we've, we've we've nattered for a good couple of minutes. Mm. No, what, what, what's that word that you use? Not nattered. What, what is it? Um, parody said it last time. The, the word you use when people just drone on and on and on and on and on. Waffle. We waffle. Is it waffle? Yeah, waffle on and on and on. I was thinking something else. I know oh, it's yeah. a food, but yeah, it's, it's it's also just nonsense. But yeah, we're not going to talk any nonsense now. We're just going to get get on with the show. So, Dude, welcome we're to Destiny. our returning Everything guest. Everything Destiny related is nonsense. What are you talking about? No, it's not. <laughs> welcome to our returning guest, Nolsey, who's filling in oh. for parody this week. Um, what have you been up to, Nolsey, since we last spoke to you? Uh, not playing as much Destiny as I would like. Um, working, honestly, mostly. Working and crying and sleeping sometimes and then crying some more and then working again. I wish you told me that before we started the show so that, you know, I've got some. Oh, no, I already did my crying for today. It's okay. Oh, okay. No, we're good. Fair enough. <laughs> Respawn, have you done your crying for the day? Uh, no, I can't. Do you want me to go on about the Vex a little bit more? 
You're not gonna make me cry for the vex. You're just gonna instill anger and rage. <laughs> well, Actually, I don't even know if it's anger and rage because, like, no. you know, there is RNG, but supposedly there's this whole exotic drop protection thing. I'm what twenty something rounds in so far. I think is so. It will drop soon. It'll drop soon for you, yeah, well. and you'll love it. And you'll 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 cuddle it up at night, and you'll sleep with it underneath your pillow, and you'll, you'll love it to death. I told Until you that. Until you and you'll never use it again. Yeah. What will come yeah. out? Whatever we get in the next season. Well, no, yeah. because it's still... Re oh, next season, yeah. But this season is good because just a couple shots and your stacks are max for the uh, for the uh, fusion rifle uh, mod. You know what yeah. I mean? Two so kills just... in the Crucible and you get your linear fusion rifle. Fantastic um... in trials. Kill the first two and then you've got that linear fusion for the third. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh, like I your am. particle accelerator because I'm always thinking PVE, broski. Right? So PVE, shoot somebody with that thing five times, which is apparently really quick. I've got yep. max stacks of particle accelerator, swap over to heavy. Boom, game over. Fair enough. So, yes, Respawn is back with me, Night Demon, this week. And, um, Parody's having another holiday. He didn't fill in a holiday request form for this one. He didn't fill he in didn't. one for the last one. I would have denied the hell out of it. Yeah. This man thinks he can get away with having holidays all throughout the year, where we are dedicated to actually being here, unless it's like an emergency where we can't be here. Even when I am on holiday, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. People are used to that now. Even when you're dying, you're still here in kind yeah. of text form. I might not be able to talk, but I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was rough, too. I wanted to yell at you so damn bad when you were saying that stuff, man. I was just choking my face off. <laughs> uh, we supposed to not disagreeing, so I guess he's he agrees. No. No, you son of a biscuit. I do not agree. Don't you say that. <laughs> I could just imagine you, like, coughing and spluttering on the floor, trying hard not to kind of die, and then trying to... I need to respond to him. I need to push the button. Dude, and like because I'm angry and coughing at the same time, like nothing but gibberish is coming across on the keyboard, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So, anyway, we have some information to tell the people this week. So, let's kick it off with next week in Destiny. There are more secrets to unlock in the Shattered Realm, and the wolves are howling as the Iron Banner returns. I don't believe you. Momentum control is also in the Crucible, and bonus ranks are available all week long. And mm, I think we've discussed this they? before. It, yeah, it's it's just kind of double XP. But who mm. really wants to play momentum control? You don't. You just want to go into Iron Banner and shoot the lads, as Parody would say. Oh, the lads. So you can also defeat Keitel's champion in the Proving Grounds Nightfall. So that's your next week in Destiny. You know, but who cares about any of that it's just iron banner all week that's all you care about there's no trials so just get used to it suck it up and get in the iron banner all week long and moving on into our eververse for next week that's the 28th of september wow it's going really quickly even though we still have many more weeks many more weeks left in the season yeah it's funny because I look on todayindestiny.com for the Eververse each week and it only goes up to week 14 of the Eververse calendar. So maybe they're going to shuffle it around and do something else after that. Or maybe they just, that's all they've got. In, in How the do people data mining stuff? 
lots of prizes left in the world of destiny it's amazing what you can find in the code i can't do it that's why i look on these websites and you know I'd theory about that possibly when the 30th anniversary stuff's going to start ah yes that's well done for using intelligence there and, and filling in the blanks big brain plays well yeah. done don't don't encourage it <laughs> i'm kind of the best just just keep beating it it's great it's actually making me better in the game <laughs> we've got a couple of cool weapon ornaments for next week we have the lead and lance which is your weapon ornament for the cloud strike and that'd be for 700 silver oh we have the neiman's chariot so this is the one that looks like the fighting lion pretty cool this is going to be your exotic sparrow again 800 silver we have the exotic ship the archangel's might and that'd be for 800 silver and then we have the double-handed dance and that'll be for 500 silver moving on to our bright dust we have it's over a rare emote and that'd be for 400 bright dust the queen's guard weapon ornament for the chaperone so this is the one that uh, destiny fun please rocks all the time at the moment has the um, symbol of the queen on it and that'll be for 1250 bright dust we have the cabal entrance which would be your transmit effect for 450 bright dust the hazard pay shader which will be 300 bright dust we have the drum roll emote and that's your exotic one and that'll be for 3250 bright dust so that's pretty cool and our legendary gear for our neiman set this week will be the boots so we'll have the neiman strides for the hunter the Neiman Greaves for the Titan and the Neiman Boots for the Warlock. We also have the Orb Weaver Shell, which will be our exotic ghost shell. Pretty cool. We have the Immoderate Splendor, which will be our Sparrow. And that's an exotic one, 2,500 for that. So the ghost shell will be 2,850 Bright Dust. And then we have the Bye Bye Rare Emote for 400 Bright Dust. The Bad Dog Weapon Ornament. For the leviathan's breath heavy bow and that'd be for 1250 bright dust and the ehrman's projection for your ghost and which will be 1500 bright dust so that's what's happening in your eververse for next week then we are on week six of our triumphs for next week so we have the Wayfinder's Voyage 6. Using the Wayfinder Compass to complete Wayfinder Voyage 6 also defeats Scorn anywhere in the system. Powerful Scorn in the Alignment Activity Grant Bonus Progress. So that's 200 Scorn, and that'll give you Challenge XP Plus and the Wayfinder Compass Calibration Level. We have the Astral Telemetry 3. Gather Parallax trajectories from Playlists or Astral Alignment Activities or from Ascendant Anchors found on the Destinations in the Shattered Realm Activity. And... 10,000 of those so I'm guessing that some of those are going to be backtracked to what you've already collected and that's going to be challenge XP plus this is a good one to use your vex on next one solar fusion power defeat combatants with fusion rifles and solar melee attacks combatants defeated in shattered realm activities will grant bonus progress so you have to get 300 fusion rifle kills and 150 melee kills that'll give you challenge XP plus and the wayfinder compass calibration level then we have the advanced ley lines, complete rounds of astral alignment and install paracores of batteries and a hundred of those you need to do. That give you the challenge XP plus and wayfinder compass calibration level. Display of dominance. So this would be your crucible one. Acquire the crucible ornament for the ascendancy rocket launcher. And you get challenge XP plus 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 for that one and some bright dust. How many plus? The... 
three pluses. So it's a good one. Three plus. Sounds important. Yeah, it gives you lots of XP. And Apex Armor, Masterwork, a piece of armor. This, as I believe in the last couple of seasons, isn't retroactive. So if you, you're out of the, the golf balls at the moment because you've been masterworking everything up to this point, because you've been doing like trials, you've been doing Iron Banner, you're going to still need to masterwork something. So maybe just masterwork that, you know, um, what should we call it? The um, your, your class item, that's the word. Masterwork class item because the, the new class items that drop you can turn to stasis power so you'll need one one of those to go along with the other one so it's not you know you're not wasting anything you do need one at masterwork level at some point so do that that that's my tip of the day i have many more tips of the day but that's that's the tip of the day at this point and you get challenges like plus yeah of the day and bright dust uh slinging stones and that stagger pierce or disrupt champions and you have to do 50 of that and again that is challenge xp plus 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 and some bright dust plus 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 the plus stands for quality Woo. lots and lots of information mm -hmm. oh, so stuffy. i know that you know there's nightfalls and things that are going on and when it comes around to doing like the grandmasters we will have some guides for you to get those done but continuing with the Lost Sectors for next week on Monday, the 27th at Reset, we have the Chamber of Starlight in the Dreaming City, and that will give you your legs. The Bay of Draenian Wishes in the Dreaming City will give your helmets for your Master Lost Sector for that day. And then if you remember, Chamber of Starlight will then change to Master and so on and so forth. So whichever is the legendary one day will become the Master the next and so on and so forth. So... Aphelion's Rest will be the 28th on the Dreaming City, and that will give you your arms. The Empty Tank Tangled Shore Lost Sector will give you your chests. Then we'll have the 30th of September is the K1 Logistics on the Moon, which will give you your helmets. The 1st of October is the K1 Communion, and that will give you your legs. The 2nd of October with K1 Crew Quarters on the Moon, which will give you your arms. Uh, 3rd of October will be the K1 Revelations, which will be your chess. And the 4th of October will be the Concealed Void on Europa, and that will give you your helmets. And again, in the show notes, I will have links to some guides for all of those for the coming week. Oh, am I contagious? Oh. Are you contagious? That I just heard somebody cough like me. No. Mm. But I don't know if if you were listening in on the conversation last week, Respawn, when we were talking yep. about Lost Sectors. And one of the videos that we highlighted last week was from Cool Guy going over the changes to the uh, Titan helmet. I think you you were, because I think you were commenting yep. about how broken it was. Yeah. So this was, I think it's the Precious Scars, isn't it? It's the one that mm -hmm. parody refers to as Mum's Broken, broken China. China. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after the recommendation of Cool Guy... Ugh. I went and got myself a Precious Scars, and I have been rocking it ever since. This, Lovely. this helmet has been amazing. I played a couple of rounds of uh, Trials last night and won both rounds, but just to get using my Vex on a solar subclass and getting a kill and being able to buff myself and the two guys that are standing next to me with health was fantastic because I think it saved the guy standing next to me a couple of times. Yeah. And... Um, it was doing really well. So I do recommend trying to go and get that. I'm not going to get the ornament for it. it just I just put a shader on it. But it, yeah, it's a really good... Um, yeah, but that's not broken in any way, shape or form. It's not broken. 
No, because no. you have to meet several requirements. You have Do to get you? a kill with a subclass element weapon. Oh yeah, it has to be uh, final blows from weapons with a damage type matching your subclass energy create a burst of healing around you after reviving or being revived you gain an aura that provides an overshield to you and nearby allies so you have to get a weapon kill you can't use like a grenade or anything like that it has to be the weapon kill you have to get the final blow for it to actually count for you know so there is a lot of like maneuverability about using the exotic i mean if it's... all i heard was you have to get a weapon kill that matches your subclass that doesn't sound all that hard to me. Not on the Vex, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, like I said, I've been rocking my solar subclass for like the last couple of seasons. And I mean, I, sometimes I, I do dabble with my stasis one, but yeah, on, on the Titan, I've been really liking it. And for the trials, this new version of trials that we were playing last night was mm-hmm. um, very interesting to use. I bet it was. Wait, mm-hmm. do Wells work in trials for this new game mode? I have been out of the loop on that. What do you mean, Wells? What the? Oh, I thought. I'm sorry, my mistake. I was thinking into the uh, elemental wells. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, because no matching weapon type would also like that's the proc for a lot of them. That's my, that's not me. I'll be quiet. Now. Some some of the mods say that they do work, and some of the mods say that they don't work. I feel like it would be too strong. I get it. Yeah, it'd be a bit bit like the Warmind cells if they suddenly dropped in Crucible. I think there should be a Crucible game mode that allows that. <laughs> Oh dear. So is, what was it that you rock again? Was it Warlock or was it Hunter? Uh, Hunter. I do play Warlock, but I haven't this that season. So you, you, you've been enjoying like the game so far? Have you played a bit of Trials? Cause... Uh, I have not played the new Trials this weekend yet. I plan on doing that uh, tomorrow more okay. than likely. I'm excited have, for it, though. Have you played the last couple of weeks' Trials? um i did two weeks ago i think last week i was a little tied up uh which is really sad because my normal group went to the lighthouse without me um <laughs> congratulations to those guys uh they are not weekly lighthouse goers so that was a big thing for them um wow. yeah congratulate uh, them on their success when you didn't get to no nope, yeah it, it, was, it was addition by subtraction my guess but uh no i'm very excited to get back in there um because it's it's what it should have always been trials isn't a fantastic place right now well, you know they just made changes this week for Trials, right? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm really excited about, the new game mode. Okay. Well, not just the game mode, but how they're... Like, so, okay, so the... um, What's it called? The flawless only kind of thing, right? That, cool. that whole yeah. thing? Yeah. Well, I liked it, because it gave people like me a chance to just, you know, play. But they're changing it such that you know how Trials activates on Friday at yes. reset, and then you have Saturday, and then you have Sunday at reset, and I think Monday at reset is when it's done, yeah. right? Okay. No, well, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday reset. For the, yeah, is weekly it Tuesday reset. reset. Okay. Well, like the fact that they're the main day, right? So a lot of people are only able to play this on the Friday or the Saturday, right? Sundays usually people have things to do. Uh, Mondays, people are usually at work, right? So the fact that, you know, the most common days, the the Friday and the Saturday where everybody would be on is not separating people by skill level, right? So the flawless pool doesn't start until Sunday at reset. 
So if you only have Friday and Saturday to play, you got to play with all the sweaties all weekend, all your weekend anyway. It's not just the sweaties at that point. It can just be the same as the first week. It can just be all the players that are playing. You do have a chance at matching up against sweaties. I know what you mean. Yes. In retrospect, I did hear about this. This is about the uh, flawless timeout, right? Where flawless players only play with flawless players. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't start until Saturday at reset. Instead of, you know, last weekend, it was as soon as you go flawless, you're in the flawless pool. And I love that because it made wins easier. But no, 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 because people, of course, were complaining. I like that as well. I messaged Parody because I think it was either, I think it was Tuesday after I finished editing the podcast and got it up. And I was playing trials. I got to six wins solo on my Titan without um, using my Mercy. And then I blew the last two games. I I don't think I blew it. I think it was the fact that I didn't get matched up with the other two god tier players that were on the opposite side. I ended up with the two players that managed to luck it through with, like myself, had managed to get to six games without losing. And then I lost the last two because I just... I was putting in all the work, so I knew that it was wrong because if I'm getting all the kills, then that's bad. Normally, I'm kind of middle of the road. You know, I can get a good couple of kills in the match. There's normally like a trials god or somebody a lot better than me that kind of I play well with. But yeah, it's, it was it was a bit disheartening not to get there. I fell at the like the, the gates of the lighthouse as it told me, but it's encouraging to know that I I can solo get to that point of possibly getting there and it's just giving me more encouragement to actually go back and play more you know and that's why i jumped in again last night before i had to go to work just played a couple of games just to see what this new game mode's like and i think it could be manipulated because of i mean it's on Wormhaven at the moment this this week and there's a capture zone and the capture zone is in the middle on the top in between like the a and c spawns so literally everyone just runs to that top bridge and like blows each other up. But whichever team wins, the the losing team gets the new spawn point over on either A or C, which is closer to them. And if you're able to kind of dominate the other team to the point of it's kind of, you get your super up a lot quicker. What happened with us, I think we, in my second game, we went, I think it was four to one. and at that point we'd we'd won four they won one and then the capture zone was in our area for the last game and two of us had our supers so the other team didn't stand a chance because it was like one of them managed to pop their super but i kind of just stood in my flaming pool and just threw a hammer at him a couple of times and he was dead and um yeah i I think you could kind of manipulate the fact that you could get the spawn point to be where you want it to be and still have a super so there are kind of tactics to it. I don't know um, if Bungie could tweak it slightly so that the spawn point isn't exactly where, like, just A or C or in the middle, kind of the B flag. But you know, I think that would so, take a little actually, bit more. Actually, I have working. a question. You said you were standing in your flaming pool when you were throwing hammers. What does yes. the flaming pool do? Well, you know, when you pop hammers, if you're on bottom tree um, uh, solar titan. Mm-hmm. You get like a, a big flame pool around you, which gives you kind of. You're standing in the pool; it lasts longer. So I heard him pop his super, so I just popped mine and stood and waited on the flag, 
And as he is kind it, of jumps... Is that all it does? It doesn't heal you? It doesn't give you extra damage and none of that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, I thought it prolonged it. It could do. Would you like me to check? Mm, sure. You got a second. Four to six days later. Okay, so... I rock the bottom tree on the Sunbreaker, which is code of the Siegebreaker. So striking an enemy with the melee ability to release a solar explosion setting nearby enemies on fire. We have Soul Invictus, which is solar abilities kill solar ability kills restore your health, grenade and melee ability, and Sun Warrior kills leave a deadly sunspot in their wake. And passing through sunspots cause your grenades and melee abilities to recharge faster and your super to last longer. It also increases mm. the damage of your weapons. Okay. So, yeah, and Endless Siege hammers create sunspots on impact. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of... I stood in the my solo ability, my solo Invictus, and got a, got a kill, and, and that was it. It was just game over. But then... I mean, warlocks could could be in rifts and things like that. So I don't know. We've got to see you how think this a warlock weekend... in a rift can survive a titan hammer. Well, it depends on what, how they've kind of specced it out. I mean, because they have changed the way that the the warlock's rift has kind of worked these days, isn't it? I mean, I still don't think it'll survive a titan hammer, but <laughs> no, but. I mean, if you were setting up shop with all your, you know, if it, if you and another teammate had supers, what I'm saying is that you could kind of shut down the other the enemy team as they were coming in. You know, you, I you ran do more damage. The Titan yeah. In um, in one of the Crucible game modes, I I don't think it was Trial, but it was it was oh it was Iron Banner, right? Yeah. And he managed to get three stacks of Roaring Flames. And this guy just went around the map, one-shotting people with his infinite freaking melee dude. Yeah. I was just like, so not only do Titans get one-shot melees, you have two subclasses now. Because before, it used to be only the one with uh, the helmet, right? If you got a kill with the helmet on an arc subclass, you got your, your melee back. Now you have two subclasses with infinite melees, and those melees are one-shot. But Titans yeah, but are completely balanced. There's nothing broken about that You can throw your throw knife and get a one-hit kill. Precision. Let's 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 talk precision versus body shot kills. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we have an exotic that also makes body shots one hit. After you tag somebody a few times, which I'll give you that. No, that's fair, right? But Thanks, if we sense. kill somebody with that body shot throwing knife, we don't get it back. If a Titan kills somebody with his body shot one shot, he gets it back. Do you? Do I? Yeah, you do. But don't use it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about all these little Titans are completely <laughs> balanced. Bull. <laughs> Nothing balanced about that. I was like, I'm usually running around screaming, trying not to die, and less worried about like meta balancing and more worried about the guy who's obviously better than me shooting me in the face. Yeah, but a lot of the times the skill gets removed because of, you know, Warlock and Titan one-shotters. But right? does it get removed every time, or do you also have the ability to shoot them in the face? Mm, if I'm they're charging saying, just... at you, 
If they're charging at you arc subclass, okay, you might have a chance before you can they dodge roll out of you. melee. But if Especially they're just in arc. chucking that stuff, then we have cross counter. We have disorienting yeah. blow, which is the most overpowered melee ability in the game. Does it one shot? Can we get it back no, immediately? But it might as well. Ah, uh, so it does not one blow, shot. You're useless, mm -hmm. and and. You can follow up with a shotgun. You can follow up with a fusion rifle. You can They can't do anything but punch you. Or you can just punch them again, and then they're dead. So all they can do is use their punch, which is a one-shot punch. Yeah, you know, you're right. Not when they're suppressed. We don't suppress as hunters. Disorienting blow does not allow anyone to use their abilities, which means it's suppressed. No, it's it blinds melee them. Only. It disorients them. It's, no. no, it's basic melee only. I they can swing it. their fists. We don't suppress, dude. We don't. We don't That's not a full suppression. suppression. I think they can super out of it, but I have to double check that because I'm pretty sure they can still melee, full melee, power melee, charged melee, whatever you want to call it. Of course, that's one thing I would. I would like the tooltips <laughs> actually describe the keywords that the tooltips use. <laughs> that that would be neat. Well, I th I think with the changes coming up in the Witch Queen, with starting off with the Void subclass, I think they will be. It'll be a bit more straightforward. Is exactly yeah, that, what I think it's that's going to be doing. As an overall design, because I'm looking at it, like it just says it disorients, which means I have to pull up like a wiki article, which may or may not. Be well, accurate. disorient just means blind or dazed. Or, or watch a Fallout video to see exactly what it does. And it's got a point. Yeah. Mm. Well, I did. I did take down some numbers that I played in the first couple of weeks of trials, and I paid sixty-three week. Sorry, sixty-three games on burnout. And I won 24 of the games, which ended up to be a 38% win ratio. And I got four three-win game streaks. But then last week on Distant Shore, I got 58 games played, 22 wins. And again, it was a 38% win ratio. And as I said, I got a six-win streak on the Monday and a four-win streak on the Monday. And I think that was just due to the possibility of the flawless pool opening up and more people being in there. And similar people of my school level being able to play against each other and the games were tight and i've really enjoyed the fact that the games could go either way it was like four to five or five to four well, that used to be the case now you can only do that if you're able to play on a sunday or a monday so well you know i think this is going to be a thing that bungie consistently iterate and change until they kind of find a good balance and it was going to be one of the suggestions that i, I was going to put forward this week is that there were a lot of people saying that they didn't like the fact that there was the flawless pool so early on in the week and it was account based. Now, one way would be to go and say either you can go and win three times or you can go on each count. Yeah, don't make it account based. I think account. the balance would be don't make it account based. Make it character yeah. based. Boom. Balance done. Character based or just three times on your account for that week. So it counts as the three characters. Uh... No, because that's not a mechanic anywhere else in the game, so I disagree. Well, it is. I mean, I think before they've, they've been able to track how many times you you can go and do something in the game, so I can't remember what it was. Um, I think it was like doing menagerie runs. You could run, like, wasn't it three times? Originally, when the menagerie came out, you could run it three times in a week on one character, and it would give you X amount of loot, and then that was it. it. It wouldn't give you anything else until they adjusted it later. So they do have the ability to kind of narrow it down, maybe not on trials at the moment. Maybe, you know, this is still part of their tuning. But yeah, I, I see their point. Or the other thing was to say maybe do it half and half. So half the weekend, it's open up, and, you know, a lot more people can play at this end of the weekend. Well, that's what they're doing right before, now, yeah. except 
they've chosen to make the the half of the weekend where most people only have time to play the part where they have to face all the sweaties, you know? Well, no, I mean, I think then it's trying to get into a routine of them being able to play maybe on a Monday or Sunday or Monday night, to, or if you've got the day off on the Tuesday, to, to play them before reset. Man, that's a whole lot of ifs. Like I said, the most common time for people to play a video game, you know, in adult society is on a Friday or a Saturday, right? The Sunday nonsense, most people will go... Not for me, it isn't. But yeah, I know yeah. I, I get your point. I'm looking at this from a totally different angle. I'm seeing Bungie making ad hoc modifications to a game mode based on what they feel is balanced and what the community is asking for week to yeah. week. I think this is community is a strong word. For Destiny community air quotes. I mean, team. this is more effort they've put into PvP, literally ever. Like they've never like constantly paid this close attention to anything on a week-to-week basis and slightly adjusted it based on what the feedback is, both hard feedback and opinion feedback. But I think the change that they've made to changing it to Sunday, which is like half the weekend of the trials thing, is a good kind of balance of it. And it is based on constructive feedback from the community. And it's valid. I would assume, too, that they're making these decisions based on uh, a metric butt-ton of internal metrics that we don't have access to. So they're probably monitoring when players are playing, when players of certain skill levels are playing. Like, they have access to all of that. Not a thing. Okay. (laughs) Well, you say that. But if we look at this week at Bungie, for the, the 23rd of September... They've kicked off their first trials lab for the week this week, and their experiment, their experimental weekends will allow us to test our targeted changes to the game mode and collect data and feedback on what works and what should remain as an abomination of science. In keeping with our trials revamp this season, we are sticking to our test and learn. So this is their new mindset. And not only with labs, but also with matchmaking rewards and other quality of life improvements. This weekend, the normal trials of Osiris players is replaced with Trials Labs, and it's a shame that Parity's away. And he's away away, not even near an Xbox, so ha ha ha, Labs is back, and you can't play it. So this is going to be... He wants Crucible Labs, not Trials Labs. He'll take anything Labs, just you know, he can go and play it. He was excited Mm. to go and play this, and then he realised he was away. So this new mode is still Elimination, but with the following changes. 30 seconds after the round starts, a Capture Zone is enabled. Players can capture the zone to win the round or just eliminate the other team like normal. The capture zone has a waypoint from round start, including a countdown timer, so everyone will know exactly when and where it will be. The capture zone will start in the middle of the map, the first round, and then changes to location each round. The team who just lost gets an advantage of the spawn location, so basically it'll be in either A or C, wherever you're spawning, it'll be where you are. Also for this weekend, double trials ranks and points for every match if you're feeling blue about fable and mythic this is a great weekend to reset and i think you pointed out respawn that the adept for this weekend is the hand cannon yes it's the uh the hand cannon for trials and they've also got a what i've noticed this week actually is that the roles on the two items i think it's the sniper and the hand cannon that are in saint 14's loot pool change their perks each week so keep an eye on that. So you may not necessarily want to pick those up until it's time to kind of get a role that is really good on those ones. Um, I'm not sure what it is at the moment. I think it was Rapid Hit and 
opening shot on the hand cannon and um box is it not box breathing what's the eye symbol on the is it um the uh oh no distractions no distractions and um high impact reserves on the sniper rifle so that may be one that you want to kind of get and it, it's changing each week and also this week they have put the masterworks back on those so if you do want to grab them they are available but the other thing i kind of noticed and i think this was a question that parody was talking about of what's actually in the loot pool so i've got all the trials weapons but in my focus decoding loot pool the only weapons and you can focus the armor as well but the only items that are available this season are the hand cannon the sniper the pulse rifle the sword the submachine gun and the linear fusion rifle so the shotgun and the auto rifle aren't there but that could possibly be something that they revamp later on in the season so if you've missed out on those you can't kind of focus get them but i think they possibly are for are decrypting from the engrams i did see somebody like say wallabra say that he got one out of an engram but or somebody like that just but he could be mistaken i could be mistaken get an adapt out of an engram say that again you said get an adapt out of an engram no he got like the i think it was the shotgun out of the engram Oh. oh, which isn't available in this loot pool for this season. But hey ho, I haven't heard this. anybody else say this, mm-hmm. so it could be just kind of somebody's. Maybe he got it. it. I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. No, I don't know. But yeah, we tried something new for trials this past weekend. Something that has been requested in feedback since trials launched back in Destiny One. We tested out separating all flawless players and their fire teams from players who hadn't yet gone flawless that week. It was great. You shouldn't have changed it. Um, before we discuss what to expect this week and in the future, we'd like to talk about the goals we have for matchmaking and trials and look at some key data points for the first two weeks. One of the main changes we made with trials this season was to allow solo and duo players to queue up. This had two main benefits. It allowed players a low barrier of entry and expectation to try the mode out. And more importantly, it increased population enough that fire teams of mid-skill players loaded, landed more wins than if they only matched against other mid, mid-skilled or high-skilled teams. Uh, solo players are a key to the entire system working. For example, in the first week, we're whopping 54% with full fire teams versus solo duos. Cut to this week, we're only 45 with fire teams versus solo duos. Pretty sharp job. To get enough solo players in it, we need to offer rewards that are good enough matchmaking that feels reasonable regardless of skill level. Right now, we have engrams that you can grind for as well as attractive seven win rewards, but only if you win. Keep solo players playing. We learned a lot from the first two weeks of solo matchmaking. Week one, solo wins 23% of the game, blowouts 5.0 losses, 38% of games. Most worryingly, the blowout rate for solo players went steadily up over the weekend. But then in the second weekend, the matchmaking changes pushed that rate back down. Week two, solo wins are 36% of the game. Blowouts, 5.0 losses are 29% of the games. Probably because they didn't have to fight flawless players the first two days, Bungie. This feels a lot better for solo players. I think Bungie realized that. Obviously not. They're changing it such that the first two days, you're going to have to play against flawless players. Oh, Obviously, they've learned nothing. They have. They're giving it another try. They're giving it another try. Dumbasses. Anyway, uh, this feels a lot better for solo players, but obviously had some side effects. See, feels a lot better for solo players, but obviously yep. had some side effects for fire teams of mid to high skill. 
Long term, we're looking to keep the solo win rate above 30% and solo fire team blowouts under 33%. Keep game quality. Oh, there you go. Boom. Well, well, that's the next section. Keep game quality high. Yeah. Uh, make sure more matches feel competitive, especially at seven wins. We talked about blowouts as one way of looking competitive, looking for competitive matches. We also consider five one matches as non competitive. The sweet spot is really between 5-2 and 5-4. Those matches tend to feel good while playing, even if you end up losing. I agree with that. In Week 1, we saw 60% of matches either 5-0 or 5-1. In Week 2, the number of non-competitive matches dropped by 52%. A nice improvement, but we would like to see this number drop to 30-40% over the long term. Keep matchmaking time slow. Ah! The voice is going out. Keep matchmaking time... Ugh! Keep matchmaking times low. One of our biggest goals is to help matchmaking times low while still getting matches with good connections and a competitive outcome. We've always kept an eye on matchmaking times when it, we make serious changes to the matchmaking landscape. In both weeks, average matchmaking times were pretty steadily at just under 50 seconds per match. The only reason it was even that high is because players who started off in a terrible streak would end up in a matchmaking pool below the base pool that, they, that only looked for other players who had started off losing 10 rounds in a row. A very small pool with matchmaking times that last over four minutes before the system gives up and expands back to the base pool. We are going to be adjusting how the matchmaking works, uh, how the matchmaking help applies so no one gets stuck in the smaller matchmaking pool going forward. And I think I'm done. Fair enough. So, other things that worked, according to Bungie, we had just over 700,000 players this past weekend, only 50,000 fewer than the week one. This is higher than expected, giving a normal drop-off after launch, combined with Distant Shore being a less popular map. Which says to me that they kind of did it deliberately to see what the kind of drop-off would be on a not-so-favourable map. And with this new matchmaking, don't you guys think? I think everything's a smashing success. <laughs> I didn't I mean, mind distant shores, but yeah, it's a garbage map. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna protect that. That's it's a trash map. They also had uh, 253,000 players go flawless. Games were 10% longer, mostly due to more competitive matches. Things that didn't work, respawn. They saw 34% less matches played overall, and the number of match matches post flawless dropped by 45%. We had reports of the significant numbers of players resetting 5-0 cards or 6-0 cards, but we saw around 16,000 total cards that were reset while flawless but under 7 wins. Given the vast number of games and cards played, 2.7 million cards started this weekend. This isn't a lot, but it's something that we are watching, as it is unhealthy for the mode if it becomes more common. Normally, we see about 50% of the players who go flawless doing so with someone else who is already flawless. Last week it was 56%. This can either be traditional carries or just playing with friends. That number dropped to 16% this week, which is unacceptably low for friend game content. So to address this issue, they are making changes, as we've already said, in this week three. So as Respawn has gone on about it so much already, they are waiting until Sunday morning reset at 10 a.m. PT. So I'm guessing that's going to be six o'clock in the evening for UK, one p.m. for Eastern. Is that about right for you guys? Yeah, PDT to Eastern is three hours. Yeah. 
So this serves as a middle ground between weeks one and two and the semi-permanent placement for enabling the flawless pool. As always, we will be looking at both analytics and feedback, so keep telling us what is working and what isn't. We're working on some deeper matchmaking solutions, which we hope let us remove the flawless pool. Look out for more info mid to late October. We are turning off matchmaking help until you played at least two matches during the weekend. So that matchmaking help is if you kind of drop down and you've had like five and oh blowouts for quite some time and then you kind of get matched up against other people. In addition to the previously announced changes, players will no longer get special ammo replenishment when being revived, adding hold functionality to purchasing gear from Saint-14 to, pre to prevent accidental purchases. Weapons received from the reputation rank reward track on Saint-14 will now have their masterwork slots active. Previous weapons obtained won't receive a masterwork slot, which is why I think we said don't get it until it's, they've kind of fixed it. Unfortunately, while we were previously announced that we would be removing the matchmaking counter for this week, this change wasn't quite available to make the patch 3.3.0.3. Looking further forward, we expect to take another swing at matchmaking to keep some of the solo slash lower skill protection from week two without strongly negatively affecting the flawless players. We are also looking to adjust the rewards for rounds and matches wins on seven cards. Other than that, updates and trials twelve reports will be less common as we get trials into a more stable state. And as I've mentioned so many times, Iron Banner is back oh, next week. So does. after Trials Labs this weekend, trials will be taking the week off and will return on October 8th, just in time for my birthday. So anybody out there that wants to take me flawless for my birthday, you know, hit me up. Send me a message. Thanks. Yeah, I'll take you flawless for your birthday. <laughs> oh dear. I, I'm seeing a much more conscious company and I really appreciate that. Yeah. So your whole take on trials for the last couple of weeks, Nancy, what did you you play you said you played it the first week and not much the second week? Correct. Um yeah, I did not get a chance to play the second week. Um I don't have a valid reason why, but the first week, even I don't have a valid reason why. <laughs> I really don't. I just I I think I was just caught up with a bunch of other things that I deemed yeah. more important, but weren't necessarily more important. Right? Um, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Like watching what we do in the shadows, you know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but so as a normal PvP player, do you go flawless? Have you been flawless before? No. So I am. I am a good player. I am not. So I can hold, hold my own weight. Is what I always say. It's like if I play with very good players. I am not a burden to the team, but I am not yeah. good enough to carry anyone who's not at my level. And usually my level isn't good enough to go flawless. Okay. All I'm saying is I remember when we played together and we was carrying you. Uh, I, this was never a thing that happened. And we actually, there's evidence of that during that podcast. So mm -hmm. check your facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm really hit or miss. So, like, I what I need to do is I need to practice more. I'm I used to, uh, you know, know <laughs> man. Uh, but when I pop off, I pop off. I'm either like 0.8 or 5.0. Like, it's a yeah. weird, yeah. But no, no, it, it, it seems more consistent. Like, we were definitely winning rounds, even if we weren't running matches. Whereas mm -hmm. before, there was a lot of just 5.0 stomps, 5.1s. Like, you get the hyper sweats on your second win, and you're just like, well, we're just going to go ahead and reset now because it's not worth the effort. Um, there wasn't that feeling of despair even like we won we won a, a game with no communication 
yeah. and respawn, which is like double negative. No, that, yeah, that's, um, there's definitely no communication there. So we we managed to win, and while that's while he was doing the podcast too, like we we still managed to pull one out, which really goes to show, like it seems to be more detailed matchmaking, if that makes sense, where it's not just oh, this is the win on the card. Like it feels like it's actually a little bit more. Um, yeah. And yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know the word I'm looking for, the specific adjective, but more forgiving. Yeah. Without being easy. Yeah, it, it was more more players around your skill level. And I think what I found when I was solo, even this past week, there was more solo players in the pool that I was playing with. So to get my six wins, I think I think it was every single match was all solo players all the way up, which gave everybody a fighting chance of, you know, you could be paired with good players or average players and just kind of managed to pull off a win, which was really nice. Uh, I think there was, I think our fourth game, there was, there were three of us to start off with. And then I thought the guy that, that was carrying the team completely rage quit and left two of us. And we were, I think we were three, one up at the time. And me and this other guy really tried hard to kind of combat against the other team and they really came back strong and they were like, I think they were teabagging us and everything. And then suddenly on the, the next round, this guy came back. So I think he just got DC'd and he came back and he, we won the round and we won the match. And then that was fantastic. It was just, <laughs> it was a really good feeling to suddenly come back from like the brinks of like death and continue my winning streak to possibly get to the lighthouse but yeah it's i, I really yeah it's, it's just enjoyable to play now that's it i don't mind dying when i'm like either outskilled or having fun like i'll just laugh or scream about it like not rage scream but like panic yeah. scream like I, i'm not upset i'm not i don't get salty about it it's not if i lose i lose and i i learn sometimes and sometimes i don't and sometimes i use my golden gun on the ceiling because i'm a hunter <laughs> yeah stuff happens <laughs> So you're going to be jumping in this week to see what the the capture zones part of it is. That is the goal. I'm excited about that. Um, but honestly, like I'm pulling away from PvP a bit just because the the regular seasonal PVE content has improved to such a degree where I'm excited every week, like both for gameplay and story. Yeah, but that only so. can continue for a short amount of time before it kind of runs out of steam for like. Big story beats, I guess. I, I mean, for story, yes, but for like the astral alignment stuff, or not astral alignment, um, the uh, shattered realm. I thought it was going to get old after the first couple of weeks, just like the um, the vex stuff was, and it's not. Yeah. Every time I go back in, it's like I'm actually having to think to solve puzzles and like kind of putting pieces together and finding areas that I couldn't have imagined were even there two weeks ago. Yeah, um, I think it's being done really well, and if this is the new precedent then i might not play as much pvp because pve is kind of fantastic right now too mm. it's tough i may i'm having a very hard decision deciding between doing pve and pvp the only thing i can always decide is that i'm not doing gambit <laughs> yeah thanks for that respawn <laughs> yeah i mean well, I, I get i get you with the pve stuff it, it's been very entertaining just to see like the shattered realm and various different parts of that and how I, I just feel of... like again i just feel like the decision's harder which is a good thing kind of yeah um i think because bungie have leaned more into pvp this season it has kind of heightened it and, and brought it to the forefront of people's attention especially with revamping trials and then making iron banner an exclusive event and taking out trials that weekend and saying 
we are kind of focusing on these big PvP events. Come and join us and and have some fun. You can still go off and play the story, but it this is how the game is meant to be played. You you kind of go and do your PVE stuff as much as you like, but then you can kind of come and play this competitive stuff. And it's not for kind of just the high school players. It is for everybody. So just kind of jump in and and enjoy yourself, which is what I think Bungie have always really wanted. I mean, again, they're still going to need to fine tune everything just to keep the the sweat lords happy as well as kind of us average players happy as well. I mean, the sweat lords have the infinite flawless now, so they have in an easier, you know, architecture, they have a way to still benefit greatly from being that top caliber player. Now they're just getting flawless after flawless after flawless. Uh, getting those adept weapons, you know, doesn't feel as bad for them while still allowing the rest of us to have a chance to, I don't know, maybe go back to Mercury for a couple minutes. Hmm. Which is the yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely something I'm, I'm kind of hoping to kind of maybe do at some point, either if they do the trials solo labs. And I don't know how that's going to work because this week with the trials labs, they've made trials exclusive to the labs. I thought it was going to be like we had previously when we had Crucible labs where you'd have the regular Crucible and then you'd have a node off to the side, a bit like we have with Solo Iron Banner, that you can then go into that play mode. So I get what they were doing. They they kind of don't want to split the player base completely to see whether the control labs works or not. But I wonder how they're going to implement the Trials labs with the Solo playlist. Is it going to be a separate node like Iron Banner is? And then you have to go in as a full fire team if it's the other ones or duos kind of thing. Or you can still go in as a solo, a bit like how Iron Banner works at the moment. I don't know how they're going to do that. But that's kind of what I'm getting at, too, is like that's the excitement of it. It's like we don't know what next week's going to look like. You know, there's that want to like, ooh, let's go in and try, you know, bring back labs and like let's go try this mutator, you know, and what's slightly changing in this game mode and maybe something sticks. Um, it's just, I don't know. I feel like they have, I mean, it's a really under new management kind of vibe where it's like, hey, we're going to make this the game we always wanted it to be because we have the money now. Yeah. Um, oh, we have the time and the resources of we can tweak this. And there are people that we are. We don't have an overlord telling us what we can and cannot do. Well, we still have the overlord. Luke Smith is still there. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, but he's in a different division. He's not suppressing <laughs> PvP anymore. I don't think he, he was suppressing PvP. I think, you know, they just had different ideas and goals at that time. And I think they thought that it would be able to sustain itself when it really wasn't able to sustain itself. I don't know. I remember the renewed focus line. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Just, just throwing that out there. Like some, some lies were cast. Some <laughs> untruths. Well, maybe the intentions were good and maybe things changed after that came out that they can then couldn't kind of go back on. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And the fact that Luke Smith is now refocusing on things like multimedia content is super exciting. Because I think one of the best things about Destiny is the lore, is the story, is this this world they've built. And now we actually get to kind of share that with our friends who may not want to play the game, but maybe into other quasi-sci-fi things like Warhammer and whatnot. Like, yeah. Or Firefly or Serenity. There's not a whole lot. I, I, I love those shows slash movies. Um, I don't, I mean, just Cade, Nathan Fillion's kind of the only thing. Uh, no, I chorus yeah. from there. Um, yeah, yeah, but the, I don't, but the story Osiris's isn't ghost really is from there. I mean, the story isn't, I wouldn't say the story is a space western, 
Uh, lucky pants, sir? That's an item. That's not the game story. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, freaking the last word. It's an item. Also, oh, based oh, around the same on. character. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you're gonna bring up malfeasance oh. and thorn too while we're at it? No, no I was no, gonna Jesus. bring in. I was I was gonna bring in dead man's tail, sir. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's, it's mean, a little space western. Watch the damn mouth. Stretch. I think there's a lot more coming from franchises like Warhammer and things like that. There's a lot more Starcraft than there is Firefly. I did like the live action trailers that they used to put out. Like I think the original Destiny one and the Taken King one were fantastic because it was a mixture of live action and CG. And I think that would kind of work as a series, you know, or even a a movie, a a big budget movie. I'd be happy with an animated series. Give us like a a Marvel what if style cell shaded cheap animation, but so they can do 20 episodes in a season. What if Gade didn't ride the debris down to the bottom and fight a bunch of scorn by himself? Not necessarily saying doing a what if for Destiny, but that, sure, fair. That's what happens. You can't go balls in every time. You gotta, sometimes you gotta be a little cautious. Uh, disagree. Fair. My man's went out, but my man's went out like a legend. Yeah, and then Sabathun had some things to say, and I have every intention of sticking sticking malfeasance directly Mm -hmm. into her moth mouth. Yeah, but that's going to take a good old year before you can get to that point. Yeah, but she brought up Cade, and that ain't cool, man. <laughs> they know oh. that. Did she not, she didn't bring up Cade. She brought up the Cade meme, which is even more offensive somehow. Respawn, you haven't played the story this week, have you? I oh. did. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. In, <laughs> thank you in, for the, beginning, in the beginning of uh, the show, I did. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, yeah, I thought we were going to be cool with her, uh, but now we're not. So No. No, we are totally uncool. He's just—I don't know why. Why anybody ever thought we would be cool with her to begin with? And you got ass across staring at her giant moth ass as though it's desirable. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you? Hey, you don't know? kink shame. We don't kink shame here. Stop that. Oh, I'm kink shaming when your when your kink is a giant skeletal moth lady thing. Yeah. Somehow there are still worse things on the internet. Oh, God, I don't even. Anyways. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, and then people are still like, oh, well, she's actually Marasov. Like, <sighs> whatever. I just want to, I, I want to shoot her in the face. I want to go in her throne world, shoot her in her face, in her throne world, and just be done with her. And her brother, and her other brother, and whoever the hell else we got to freaking deal with over all these years. I think the thing is that where Bungie lay all these different threads out and it could she could be anybody she could be mara she could still be grandma stranger danger it, she could you know still have a hold on osiris we just don't, don't know what the the begin game plan is anything could be anything and everyone could be anyone yeah, absolutely just, has a hold on osiris where do you think he is right now damn it with that like we get osiris back and it's still her kind of thing she could pull, pull a double bluff and go here's osiris but not really so do we just shoot osiris in the face <clears throat> yes just to hedge the bets. What? Sorry, I mean, saying. What kind of tests can we do on the poor guy to prove that it's him? Mm. I mean, we can't. Well, I've it. been watching Witcher again, getting ready for season two. I say we just touch it with a piece of silver. That should work, right? 
have yeah. they even started filming on season two yet dude yeah it's gonna they be finished. out in like december yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay because i lost i heard they hadn't even started and i was really disappointed by that no no but that's yeah, the thing it's like we can get a netflix destiny show at the caliber of witcher like that is a thing that might be happening and i am so excited because the witcher well, is they are pairing perfect. up with with the with the studio so witcher is the best video representation of a video game in multimedia format i think i've ever seen yeah some people might bring up the whole tomb raider movies but no i'm i wasn't a fan of that i I think you're right yeah witcher was definitely done correctly the first time what do you mean let's be honest the Tomb Raider movie was fantastic to be fair we had to internet bully the studio to make it perfect We and, and even then, perfect was kind of. I didn't raise one. Was it was it nostalgic? Yeah. Was it nice? Sure. Was it perfect? It was Deadpool for kids. It was Deadpool nah. for kids, and that was great. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool I, is Deadpool for kids. What are you talking about? Yeah, they did do the Christmas special. I did forget. About that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. All right then. Well, now that we've derailed the hell out of that, what did I do? Where are we at now? Not really. We are at Threads of Light. So this is the new uh, digital fashion magazine that is dedicated mm. to showcasing the fabulous style of Guardians. Mm. This is your time to shine in the first edition of the Threads of Light. So is this something that you're into, Noel? So are you into a bit of like Destiny? Do you like to kind of combine shaders and different parts of armor? And... I will straight up hold up a raid to fix my shaders if I change a piece of gear. <laughs> Bro, right there with you. I'm like, hold on, guys. My pants don't look right. It's uh, bad. I'm I'm not proud of it. Um, anyone in the Guardian Hub can. Uh, if if you can't look playing. well, you can't play well. If we haven't started yeah. a raid encounter for some reason, Nulzi is either changing his mods or his pants, and everyone's or usually both. upset about it. And then someone will start at the encounter to mess with me, and I'm like, well, now we got to wait for the next one. And it's a bad habit, but I'm not going to apologize for it. You gotta, you gotta dress to impress. You gotta look good to play well. That's all there is to it. You should never apologize for looking good. Do you think Dredgen War never looked, or Dredgen Yor never looked good? No, he was always on point. Or is I think I'm point. the same. Yeah, I'm definitely the same. I kind of, I have to get myself looking right before I go into a Crucible match because now that you kind of get focused on the the page and you could be the one right at the front, you don't want to look like a numpty. I'm always the one at the front. And I don't you, know why. You want to look pristine. You want to look like who's this guy? He looks amazing. He's going to be a killer. He's going to. And then they see the K, the KDA, and they're like, oh, he just looks pretty. So uh, my KDA is always trash, but my damage is usually pretty good. <laughs> I'll put out some boss damage, but I'll die ten times on the way there. <laughs> you follow the person around that says flawless times three, or um, what, what's the other one? The the crucible one, the unbroken one times three. Follow them around you. You won't go wrong. You know, you just back them up. Your KDA will go skyrocketing. Uh, all I heard is run directly into the ogre eye beam. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Okay. <laughs> Punch the thralls, run into the eye beams. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, so I am this, they're, they're threads of fashion thing, threads of light, they're, they're fashion thing this week. Uh, they partnered with three guardians who had previously created their own fashion looks to highlight on our first cover. They pose for our cameras and outline their looks for you to recreate. The next time you're on the red carpet, be ready to answer a few questions. Who are you wearing? With either Numley, nope. Muff, Muff Bandit, or Vanguard nope. Vogue. No. Nope. And the, these are kind of 
yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of sketches of what they, they're wearing, and then they kind of go into each armor piece and then the shader that is also pairing with them. So if you want to kind of look like one of these guys, which, you know, the Aeon Swifts are pretty cool these days, and it was one of the um, exotics that I was rocking on my Honestly, hand. Honestly, I don't what? think their game's that great. I'm looking at them right now. I mean, they're they're okay, but they're they're kind of just they're B tier. Yeah, my I, band, right. I I would say I think Parody has got a better look for those. Synth- I might have a better evil look. Bungie let the name Muff Bandit be a thing, <laughs> and, then, and then he printed it in bold at yeah. the top. Oh, to be fair, the name is Muffin Bandit, and you guys oh, are the problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, we just have dirty sense. minds. Sorry. <laughs> I look at him like I believed it at first. And I'm like, oh man, I thought the same thing. And I'm like, geez, wow, they really let that one go. Like there wasn't somebody there going, oh man, uh, like it looks good, but like maybe we uh, should pick someone else this week. Yeah, uh, a little bit. No, the gentleman's I'm name sure, is Muffin Bandit. <laughs> I'm sure I said Muffin Bandit to start off with, and then I think between I don't think you did. and me, I don't I'm, think I'm sure you did. I did. I'm going to have to listen back to that. I'm sorry. This is the worst apologize. case of Mandelaism. <laughs> <laughs> I am oh, so sorry. sorry, Muffin Bandit. I think your armor looks fantastic, and I take back everything I said. <laughs> I mean, I've seen better Hunter armors. I don't know why, why oh, people think this looks good. I like the Titan. I see. I like oh, it, that's though. Numbly. I'm looking at Numbly, my bad. Uh, yes. Muffin I, Bandit. I mean... I yeah, like no, it. I like the I like no, the use of the non-prestige. No, no. Um, Ever since for... I saw the Titan that looks exactly like Optimus I, Prime, you got to be at least at that level, dude. I think I actually have all of these transmog items as well as the Aeon. I can make this happen. Why, Sorry. Why would you Why would you want to look like them? You want to look like Boba Fett, or no, the Mandalorian? It was one of the ones that we kind of highlighted a couple of weeks back to look like the Mandalorian. It looks pretty cool. Oh, have you not seen? Oh, I got real into this for a while. I have like a Lord Revan one that was really good. Like I got like real into it when Transmog first came out. Let me see if I can Mm. archive some of these photos. When no, if if you've got a Lord Revan one, then you have to kind of tell the people what the build is. Um, let me. Well, let me find the photo. You you find that out, and I have it here. It is. I will. I will share that in the chat. Well, no, you're saving got... it from another Discord. Mm. Oh, well, you're gonna make me redo it? Oh, fine. Give me no, I'm gonna te- get you to tell the people because they might want to be Revan. You want me to be useful? Yeah. <sighs> okay, yes, parody. Fine. I want you to be useful for once. Fine. <laughs> All right, hold on here. So this one here is using the substitutional alloy mask. I'm trying to recreate it here because I did not write these down. Um, I'm not nearly organized for that. Uh, the Solstice Rekindled Cloak, which is the blue cloak from the Solstice event. Uh, I think that is the 2019 Solstice one. Um, the chest is going to be the uh, Refugee Vest. It is a common chest. Um, the shoulders are actually the Atheris Embrace, I believe. Let me go grab those real quick. Atrises. You should never have two S's next to each other that aren't part of the same consonant sound. That's really upsetting. Atrises embrace. Um, let's see what else we've got. The pants are, um, I believe, the cinder pinion pants. Let me double check that. Sorry, Phobos Warden. Um, 
the let me get the cloth going here as i'm rattling off things that no one's going to try because i don't think anyone actually cares that much well but... you got to post the pictures so the people oh i'm going to i'm gonna i'm recreating okay. it give me a second he's recreating it he's, he's... He's doing it live for us now. I am because I was not. Oh. I was woefully unprepared. See, my memory is so bad that if I ever want to swap off the Joker onto that other set that I had built before, I actually had to take screenshots of what they were and what the shaders were because there's no way I'm going to remember that off the top of my head. I mean, that's what I did. I'm I'm running off a screenshot right now. I'm not that smart. So why didn't you post a screenshot, crazy? Oh, I was said I was going to, but I was also going to recreate it. So because Night Demon had asked me to give the yeah. item descriptions, and I don't remember them all off the top of my head. What shaders do you need to rock? Um, mostly I believe they're mostly Crucible ones. It's it might be. Let me look here. It's not Midnight Smith. I wish I had written these down now. Uh, Arminica, I believe, because that gives it that nice kind of um, wool texture. Because textures are a thing I look at too. I really have a problem with this. I need to stop doing fashion stuff today. Because <laughs> like I actually like look at like the certain textures and I appreciate certain certain shaders for their textures that they can offer. Yeah, um, yeah no, I do the okay, same thing with armors. Hey, no, I no, hate no, when they mix, like metal, shiny metal with with like leather. It drives me crazy. Do, 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 do. This might be bloody tooth actually. Sorry guys, I know this is titillating content. It is. <laughs> I'm trying. Nope, it's not that one. Uh, for the screenshot one, I use Shadow Spectre. Right? Yeah. So some blue hunter arms. Eh, maybe not. Ad hoc. Nope. We're just gonna Who's go back to the Why do people keep adding him? <sighs> I like Tony Hawk. Yes, it is like Tony Hawk. It is exactly like Tony Hawk. You nailed it. I'm proud of you. All day. So yes, I believe, I believe I have everything down. All right. So it is Bloody Tooth for the cloak, arms, chest, and nope, I lied. The arms, chest, and mask, or okay. helmets, if you will. It is. Yep. Um, uh, Carminica for the cloak and the pants. And what channel would you like me to post it in? <laughs> in what I'd actually about? like you to do is to submit this to the next fashion show. <laughs> All right. I am down to clown. Let's go. And if um, anybody else out there wants to like submit the their Matt. entries to go on with Nosey, then you could be featured on their next cover. So if you fancy this, all you have to do to enter is show a shot of your Guardian's appearance page and use the hashtag Threads of Light on Instagram or Twitter. Or you can also use at Destiny the Game on our account for your region. We will be picking winners until September 30th, and then we'll pick one each class to be on the next cover of our Threads of Light sometime in the next few months. Everyone we feature will still get the fashion show emblem, but only one hunter, one titan, and one warlock will make it onto the cover. So start digging through your wardrobes and create a look. Good luck on the runway. So yeah, and obviously we want you to submit that. We want you to be the Revan on the front cover. I will I will try. I will probably get horribly voted down. People are what does Yoda laugh. say? Yoda says there is no try. There's only fail. That's what it's he says. I, I believe that was actually yes. I think that was on the poster. Maybe. Respawn. Yeah. Prime Games up again. Prime's game. What? 
Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming. I did see that, yeah, with the with the exotic sparrow, the exotic ship, the emote, and all that other stuff. So, and do you want to tell the people they what are, they can get? Um, is the dark horse exotic sparrow? It's not too bad. It looks like a floating disc on the front of it. Then you have the bandwagon exotic ship. It's um, it's like the same fourteen ship, but instead of the the frills on the edge of it, you have like a cargo net. And then you have the rust punk exotic ghost shell, which is a spiky ghost shell. And then you have the hold on exotic legendary emote, which is the emote where they have a cell phone and they're telling you to hold on, like um. Negasonic Teenage Warhead did in the Deadpool movie. Yeah. I would once again like to apologize to uh, what was it? Muffin Muffin Bandit? Stop going on about it. Stop highlighting it. Muff Bandit? What? If you if you keep talking about Muffin Bandits, then bad things will happen. Probably to your muffins. Yeah, possibly. They might get bandited. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, it, it's better a muffin get banded uh, than, you know, a muff get bandited. I There's just even heard laws the pain that in that demon's voice. No, have you got the 12 pulled up? I do. Would you take us through the like the, the seasonal challenges for the hot fixes and things like parody would do? That's and I can play some really cool music behind you to make you sound really cool. You should do yeah. it in a way... That it uh, makes it so they can't hear me because I uh, am awful at reading. Um, so it's parody. You'll fit right is, in. Yeah, which is why I played the music for parody. Nice. Uh, should I just read the whole thing verbatim? Yeah. yeah. Or should I skim? Parody does. Should no, I do no. in a long, monotonous, no, you're not ha- monotonal you're not doing, voice? You're like not response? hazeling it. Not hazeling it. Just oh, parody it. Hazel, I love you, buddy. I didn't intend for that. Oh, got him. All right. Another update went live this morning. Let's check in with player support on what was fixed and what known issues are still being tracked. This is their report. Earlier today, we released Hotfix 3.3.0.3. This hotfix resolved several issues, including adding hold functionality, the giant quote marks around that, to purchase gear from Saint 14 to prevent accidental purchases. Weapons received from the reputation rank reward stat on Saint 14 will now have their masterwork slots active. Previous weapons obtained will not receive a Masterwork slot. Uh, Follow-up for that is the Clash at Cobalt's Head. We've seen some questions about the new Cobalt's Clash Flawless flawless Shader and why it is showing up in collections. Design lead Josh Kalinske has stepped up to the mic to share some answers. Am I going to have to do the back and forth? Can I get a a second voice here? No, it's only just him. For some reason, it says Josh and then semicolon, like there's going to be a conversation. I would like to be the editor for Destiny's Twab. Um, someone's not doing their job. Uh, anywho, uh, hey doing Guardians, that I'm here. Doing that voice. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. Dude, totally. I don't even know what that voice is. Uh, that's from Frozen, isn't it? I don't know if I can maintain that that's for three the, paragraphs. That's the guy in Frozen. They go to the little log cabin. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you for that. I completely <laughs> forgot. Um, hey, Guardians. I'm here to answer questions about flawless shaders, such as Cobalt Clash. One of the satyrs that can drop from or drop on gear obtained from the lighthouse when going flawless in Trials of Osiris, like the Vizier, Vizier, right? That's like Jafar and Aladdin, right? That's yeah, yeah. That's yes, Vizier. I know things. What, Vizier, whatever you before. read. Yeah, I'm hooked we'll on take it. Um, these shaders are single-use shaders that come pre-equipped on gear obtained from the lighthouse. 
We currently have a collections entry for Cobalt Clash, which states it uh, states the source as complete a flawless trials ticket. While this means, but while this is the means by which players gain access uh, to gear with their shader, uh, gain access to gear with the shader applied to it, we were not specific enough with our wording here, as these shaders were bound to gear and not unlocked for use on all items like other shaders in the game. We apologize for the confusion and we'll be removing the collections entry. Furthermore, we realize that this is not an ideal player experience and we'll be reevaluating how we distribute special shaders like this in the future. I don't know why they're just learning that. We kind of had that with the Iron Banner shaders and like, you know, Last Wish shaders and all that. And it was kind of annoying to not get them or the Armory shaders. Um, yeah, I mean, originally it was like you could only have it on the gear or the, the weapons, couldn't you, from Trials? And I think a lot of the, the Flawless players like that because it just kind of showed off that yeah, they absolutely. continually rock this. But then I think we like the old way that if you finish the Quota Raid, you got the the, the glowing shader. Or if you did um, Vault of Glass in Destiny 1, you got the, the white shader. Uh, things like that. I think people like to put the shaders on whatever they want to put them on. So yeah, I don't know why Bungie haven't learned by this. Or you can even step it up a level and have it be like the, the armory ones where um, there's like a percentage chance that they actually get the shader drop. So they're now having to disassemble adept weapons for a chance of actually getting the shader. Which is a fun gambit. Anyways, um, yep. known issues. While we continue investigating various known issues, here are listed the latest issues that were reported to us in our hashtag help forum. Uh, the first one being Astral Focusing Perk from the Wayfinder Compass does not give players a tier 3 weapon for rescuing uh, their first Tekken of the week. This uncharged melee uh, on the Middle Tree Sunbreaker has, unint has unintended cooldown between melees. The Gunslinger's Knife is Charge. Uh, normal melee attacks have a longer cooldown appearing on all three Gunslinger subclasses. Oh, that hurts. Lovely. Uh, didn't even realize. Um, the Bottomless Appetite perk on the Terraba might not be extending the duration of the Ravenous Beast perk anymore when dealing damage. Hawkmoon's Paracausal Shots may not be dealing as much damage as they should be. Sometimes shadows and lighting appear to flicker on the PlayStation 5. Uh, the Three Birds, uh, Three Stones Gilded Deadeye Triumph, does not specify the eligible Crucible playlists. Taken don't count for bow kills in the Wayfinder's Vorge 5 Seasonal Challenge, but Scorn bow kills do. Uh, the Deceiving Appearance Seasonal Challenge does not progress when destroying the Illusion Barriers uh, with Aegir's Scepter. Uh, players cannot purchase the Wayfinder's Compass Rank 15 mod at Rank 15, but they can purchase it at Rank 16. Found out about that one this morning. Uh, the Wayfinder's Compass inventory updates 16 hours earlier than the weekly reset time at 10 a.m. PT. I don't see the problem with that. And the Catalyst for the Aegir Scepter does not gain bonus progress for destroying destructible walls in the Shattered Realm, which is the one of two ways you can actually progress it. Uh, yep. Nor do precision kills change the rate of our progress. So basically everything they told us was a lie. Yes. Uh, if you've completed your Catalyst, congratulations. Uh, you've earned something very precious. And the rest of us will have to suffer. Just go to the moon and do the, you know, the whatever it is on the moon. The I can't remember the name of it. The now. what? The public the, activity? The, the big public activity on the moon. Just stand there and shoot people with... So, Nolzy hack on the moon? I actually prefer going to the Vex gate because you're not fighting for kills. Um, but that's just me. Well, you go to the Vault of Glass. Yeah, the, the actual in-game gate by the uh, yeah. where you start off shadow uh shadow keep oh, okay 
Yeah, yeah, because you can go in there and it spawns waves of Vex and they're tightly clustered and have low HP and there's no one else there. Ah, there you go. Pretty neat. So uh, where is that exactly? Is that underneath? So if you're doing, let me pull up my moon map just so I can actually give a yep. description. Um, if you go to Sorrow's Harbor, which is where the uh, event takes place, um, you there's the bridge in the, I believe, the northeast corner. Um, the little tiny narrow bridge that you were to go through the other way to actually end up on the moon after the opening events for Shadow Keep. Yeah. Um, you go back across that bridge. Uh, you go down the little windy corridor tunnel, corridor tunnel-y thing, and you bank a hard left when you come out of the cave back in the big open battlefield area. And that's actually going to be the um, in-game entrance to the Black Garden. Um, there you get, I think, three or four rounds of Vex Minotaurs and uh, Harpies. Um, and then a few, um, not champions, but yellow bars, and then the big giant um, Minotaur mini boss guy. Um, yeah. And it's pretty fast to get back there. It's a high density of enemies. Most of them are one shot crits, uh, even with um, kinetic weapons. Um, and you get a champion over there for a bonus loot chest every time you go back. It's a nice little grindy area that I think personally is a little more effective um, than doing Star Wars Harbor, where you're fighting for kills with everyone else doing the same thing. Oh, I usually just go to Shirochi. Put in the wish. Shirochi is a beautiful idea. You just got to put in that forty-five minute code. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can do it sub four minutes now. It's so bad with one person. Yeah. For a full list of uh, emergent issues in Destiny Two, players can review known issue our known issues article. Players who observe other known issues uh, should report them to our help forum. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Also, with the, I think it's the Deceiving Appearances Seasonal Challenge, where it says it doesn't progress uh, when you're destroying the Illusionary Barriers. I believe Bungie have now auto-completed that for everybody, so you don't have to worry about that. You can just go into your Seasonal Challenges and click it, because it's automatically completed. Because they obviously couldn't fix it, so they could just push the other button and just say, you did it anyway. Well done, you've done a good job. There's also a known issue that's not mentioned in there, and they might just be kind of brushing under the, the rug. I think it was the same one from last season as well uh, with the Wayfinder's Compass, um, where I currently have 13 artifact mods unlocked. Uh, I have negative one available. Yep. It's pretty neat. I think that Cheese Forever made a video a couple of weeks back, and I'm sure oh, I highlighted he? it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I highlighted it when um, he made it, because when... When Bungie disabled one of the mods on the artifact, what I think he recommended is that you go and do is you selected all the artifact mods that you wanted. And I think it was the, the one that they had kind of said that you couldn't use. But if you selected it, when they re-enabled it, they gave you another slot that you could then unlock, which is why you've ended up with a negative one and gives you 13 slots because apparently it happened a couple of seasons back with one of our artifacts where they disabled a mod and people found out that they could go back and select certain artifact mods again and then have an extra one over when Bungie re-enabled it. So you're in a lucky position there. It is is a beautiful thing. I can never reset my artifact. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be interesting. But um, yeah. yeah, so congratulations to anyone who has that. And as Parody would say, you know, there's art, there's movies for you to go and check out on the TWAB, which we will link in the show notes if you want to have a look at that. But then, Indeed. Yeah. So that's it. You know, Trials Labs is is up and running. Um, whether you hear this podcast in time to actually enjoy that is another thing. Um, yeah. 
and um, get your threads of light suggestions and builds put in because you know Nolsey's is going for it so everybody upvote Nolsey unless you see me then upvote me no they're not voting him oh they're voting for me now if i have time to edit this is where i would put the not half ass law with respawn and half but if i don't have time to edit it and get it in this week's show I'll I mean, our show's only an hour and a half this week. The people might feel slighted if you don't. I know, but it all depends on how much time I have in the next couple of days to edit. So you you may have law now at this point right here. Right you here, may not in this spot right here. If not, I will edit it next week. And that uh, way, next be... week's show will be four hours long. Exactly. Nice. Um, who do we have here? We got Lady Ephrodite, Lords of Iron, the Logic of the Sword, Lord Saladin, and the Worm Gods. All in this little uh, Forge Forge's Pledge, huh? Well, they're the categories mm. it falls into. Ah, okay, 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 fair enough. Say whatever you like. You just better be brave enough to say it to his face, Lady Ephrodite. Iron Lord Saladin Forge is not a man to be fooled with. If you make a joke at his expense, you would best hope he laughs when he hears it. And he never laughs. Iron Lord Saladin Forge is not a man to be slighted. If you wound him, you'd best hope he forgets you, and he never forgets. Iron Lord Saladin Forge is not a man to be lied to. If you mislead him, you would best hope he never finds out, and he always finds out. And if for some unfathomable reason you decide to pose as his friend and advisor, so rumours within his ranks whisper lies in his ear and lay the full force of your foul deceit upon him, you had best hope that your worm god, your sword logic, your tithes and tributes your and reams of ageless bargains are enough to keep you safe. And you will never be safe from Iron Lord Saladin Forge. Okay. Um. The only person I can think of that can get in his ranks is, you know, us. Well, not us. He's talking about sword logic and worm gods, so it wouldn't be us. It'd be a uh, what's her face. Um. Um. Uh, yes. Savathun. Yeah. So is that what this is, about? is Just like warning Savathun, you know, keep away. Yes, basically. Okay. Don't whisper your lies in his ears. All right, fair enough. I posted a question to you that somebody asked me directly. Yes, so, you did, actually. I remember yeah. that. That was in... Oh, right here. Yeah, okay. So, all right. Yeah, it's just it's almost at the bottom. Okay, we just zipped right over it. Uh, so I've got a theory, but I'm not sure if i completely off basis or what, but I just went back to the lore called uh, Dust from Season of the Drifter. With what we know from Savathun about the entity that's been watching us, could that possibly be the nine? Oh, that's something completely different. No, that was the question I saw. Yeah, this comes from McBriars on the Frozen Discord. So that's not what the Scout Rifle's about, so I don't know why Forge's Pledge is in there. I'll be honest I was going to say, I've, I've been listening to a lot of stuff by Mylan today, and he, he's going to do a deep dive into the nine at the minute. Now, I don't think 
in dust it, it was it was largely related to the nine um now to be honest i don't think this other entity is the nine um because there's talk in some of the weapon lore of deep walkers which could be the deep that the is referred to in the books of sorrow that oryx goes to um converse with but there is another entity i can't remember its name actually there, were, there was another entity mentioned that was also could be a, a higher power as well but the honest answer is at the minute we just don't know but I think so, we will find out in the next chapter of Destiny. I think we've talked about this once upon a time, but for the sake of my memory being ass, um, you and me what, both. the nine, right? The 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 nine. They look like um, awoken. No, now, is that don't. just by coincidence? No, 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 they don't. They the the person you see there. Uh, a former guardian, Orin, was her name. She was a titan. Um, and yet, have you ever wondered why Zer has that stoop? Why his back is so bent? No, I've never wondered that. I just assumed it had something to do with tentacles coming out of his face. No, no, it was Orin. Orin leathered him with her warhammer. Oh. And basically broke his back. Uh yeah. Yeah. Then Orin got the chance to be an emissary of the nine and that's what and she is awoken. That's what that is that face in at the end of the um prophecy dungeon, the big face in the sky. That's Orin's face. Right. That's yeah. not one of the nine. Uh okay. And believe okay. it or not, she had a bit of a fling with the drifter. I totally believe it. Drifter gets around, man. Don't 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 knock it until you try it, man. Drifter right, gets around. All right, all right. Right? <laughs> Lock and load, quick draw. Let's find out what's coming to kill you this time. Conspirators. Conspirators. Conspire Conspirators. So, Arak Jalal narrowed his eyes with impatience as Dead Orbit's head of logistics struggled to satisfactorily satisfactorily yep yeah, that's okay cool account for the faction supply caches the pair had been wandering around the massive hangar for an hour while an enormous ship was being loaded in the background jalal has seen the celestial disappearances and the encroachment of the black fleet as clear signs that dead orbit's final exodus must soon begin he had ordered redoubling of departure preparations, but found the faction's rank and file struggling to keep pace. Jalal cut off his subordinates, bumbling presentation. This is insufficient. Earth will soon be behind us, and Dead Orbit will have to survive on the supplies that we provide. His mild tone, half-littled gaze, underscored the gravity of his words. Supplies that you are in charge of tracking, you do understand that, don't you? A furious blush spread across the administrator's face. He bowed his head and scuttled away as Jalal crooked his head in annoyance. Behind him, a raspy voice floated up from the maze of towering crates. Leaving so soon, Jalal? He turned to find Lakshmi too. The future war cult leader stood formally, hands clasped before her, while the head of New Monarchy browsed the shipping crates with casual interest. 
This is an impressive collection. I had no idea Dead Orbit was so well funded. Hideo gestured broadly to the crate. Jalal shrugged. It's a life's work, Hideo. Everything we'll need to reseed the human species elsewhere. You should join us. They're fine where they are, thank you. Like, Lakshmi? 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 Interjected. As a matter of fact, that's why we've come. Jalal bowed his head and gestured toward the hangar exit. The trio ambled outside. Hideo and I are concerned about the current vanguard leadership, Lakshmi began carefully. Jalal allowed himself a mirthless chuckle. Yes. I've heard your open editorials. You're becoming quite the demagogue. I never knew you held such strong feelings about the fallen. It is incitement to speak the truth, so then be it, Lakshmi fired back, sharper than intended. The fallen have been a useful catalyst, but that doesn't mean we are wrong. Perhaps not about the vanguard, Jalal replied. But the cult is hemorrhaging members, and I doubt it's your best and brightest remaining. Those who wish to leave are free to do so, Lakshmi said with a pointed glance toward that orbit ship. We'll be stronger without them. Zavala and Ikora have been ineffective since the speaker died. Executor Hideo cut in. The disappearance of the planets caught them unprepared. They're allowing Guardians to use the darkness, and now they've cut a deal with the Cabal? It's just too much. We must have leadership whose point of view is more closely aligned to that of the people, Lakshmi said. And who do you propose exactly? Jalal stopped the trio at the corner of a broad thoroughfare where the rumble of cargo movers masked their conversation. Saladin was our first choice, Hideo added with an ill-concealed smirk. He's not as cutthroat as he seems. Appears the Iron Lord has a soft spot for Commander Zvala. Lakshmi gave Hideo a look, as though he had revealed too much. We are now considering Saint-14, she said, pointedly bringing the conversation back to the present. Jalal raised an eyebrow. Who else is committed to your little coup? We have somebody in a position of influence. Someone who can ensure an orderly transfer of power. Lakshmi answered. That person would have to be very clever indeed, Jalal said gravely. For your sake, Ikora Ray is not a target to miss. The moment stretched as Jalal measured the situation. He had long considered what change of leadership might mean for Dead Orbit for the resettlement and survival of the human species, and, as always, the allure of personal power. A position of eminence in a dying society was a constant temptation. Wow, that is intense. So this is, this is the coup. This is why we saw Lakshmi dead in that one mission, because this was the coup she was attempting to begin, and somebody find out about it, and then ended her before she can begin the coup, is what it sounds like. But here, it looks like all of the factions are in on it, right? Yeah. So She's been to see everybody before she's actually done this. Right, right, right. So if the factions are in on it, obviously it wasn't a faction that took her out. So who took her out? Um, all I know is that well, she we, was we know who out. that is. Who? We know Her? who is it. That was in the first cutscene of the new season. I forgot. It was it was Savanthan. Savathun, Savathun. sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. As Osiris yeah. took her out. 
Yeah, that was she admitted that. to that at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the new season. So who actually ended Lakshmi? Who 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 killed her? Who physically killed her? Was it the Vex? Or it was the was Vex, Sa- but it was all oh. part of Savathun's plan. Okay, so she planned it, but she didn't execute the kill. Okay, no. Okay, so okay, we got. She, she draws more power from the trickery and the planning of the deceit to feed her worm you. that way. But if you look at another another choice bit in there, uh, Saladin. That soft spot they have, he has for Commander uh, Zavala, is because Zavala was his protege. Right. He had Saladin had two proteges. They were Commander Zavala and Shax. Now he doesn't like Shax anymore because Shax at the the Battle of Six Front was it Six Fronts? Um, disobeyed a direct order to retreat and went on the attack, and lost his horn in the process. So okay. Let's analyze this a little bit, right? So they had Saint-14, and then they considered Lord Saladin, right? Lord Saladin and Saint-14. So, obviously, that means that they would have to kill Zavala, and probably Ikora as well, right? In order for the Vanguard seats to be open for Saint or Saladin or both to take over. Now, my question is this. Right. Well, first of all, they're both Titans, so who's going to take over Warlock Vanguard? Whatever, we're not going to get into that. But well, assuming they've this already had... got somebody there in Savathun as Osiris, that okay, would have that... been acceptable. Yeah, but oh, so they thought that Osiris was on their side. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So that being said, how could they have assumed that them killing Zavala and Ikora would have been okay with Saint and? Uh, and uh, Saladin. You know what I'm saying? Saint listens to Osiris. Saint Saint hears Osiris, right? Saint does not obey Osiris, right? No, but as in husband and wife, or husband and husband, whatever you right. want to call it. I get that. You listen to your significant other half. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Oh, wouldn't it be good if we do this? And the constant, so, oh, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. You slowly come around to their way of thinking. Yeah, but at the same time, if if your wife came home and said, hey, we're going to murder the president so you can be president, eh, you kind of got to draw the line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if if she lays her plans on the table to you and you listen and it's a sound plan, yeah, then it becomes premeditated treason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because it, 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 it could potentially become a coup. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair, but I don't see Saint with his attitude, even if he does listen to Saint, right? Oh, not Saint. No, even I don't believe Saint listen, would do it either. I don't think Saint would have done it. Even even if Osiris was whispering in his no, ear, I don't think no, Saint th- would have done it. I absolutely agree with you. Saint would, yeah. not, would not have done that. No. No, Salad Head... You whisper no, something he, about the Iron Lords he's, he's, coming back. He's already said he wouldn't do like it. That. Okay, well there you go. I was, I was, I was actually thinking That's that why he could, would because but. he likes because it, if you see in the text there, it also says he's got a soft spot for Zavala. He does, yeah. Right there it appears the Iron Lord has a soft spot for Commander Zavala. Okay, yeah, but at the same time, he's got a bigger soft spot for the Iron Lords and the Wolves, right? Mm-hmm. So if they could whisper in his ear somehow that. You know, him 
becoming the leadership of the Vanguard could help put him in a position where he could bring back Iron Lords or the idea of Iron Lords or the idea of the Wolves. I think I think he would actually do that because Lord Saladin is more about duty than I mean, I don't know. He's he showed loyalty too, I guess. But I think Saladin he's more about, all the, about the The Iron Lords were all about uniting humanity. Yeah. Disposing of the warlords, uniting humanity, and bringing everyone together. Yeah. Um, this would potentially drive people apart. So I don't. I think that's possibly why the, he hasn't done this because of the actual rift it could cause. But um, create and split split the surviving or survivors in the city in half. Well, half going with that. Them. It also depends on how they did it. If they managed to take out Zavala in a way that made him look like a martyr, Saladin could come in and use that as a way to unite people. So, I mean, it just depends on how it goes, right? Obviously, it didn't happen that way. But had he turned, had they turned um, Zavala and Ikora into martyrs instead of, you know, somebody that they're holding a coup against, it absolutely could have united. So, eh. But there'd, there'd always be somebody in the in the tower that would see through that, be it Shaxx, um, be it some, someone else, maybe um, Sorai Hawthorne, or the, the Drifter. The Drifter would be out mm. straight away, mind you. The Drifter would probably see through it and actually try and feather his own nest. True. All right. Yeah, well, so I don't, I don't think Saint would actually go through with it. He wouldn't kill his longtime friends. No, there's no way. There's no way. And even if he didn't have to be the one to pull the trigger, if he knew that they would die for this to be fulfilled, I don't think he'd have gone with it. No. No, there's no, no way. No, he wouldn't. No. He's just way too loyal. Flat out. You can tell by how he... How, I mean, his loyalty to Osiris tells you how he feels about his friends. And I can just... There's no way it would happen. None. Here's one uh, for you. What's that? Saint has actually slept with Savathun. I know. He that was on the lore on, on one of the on one of the weapons. I think I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While she was disguised as Osiris, they got it on, and while they were getting it on, Osiris is like inside of his own head, yelling at Saint. It's not me. It's not me. What? I actually read that piece of law. Yeah. On the on the show, um, that brings us on to chapter five: sabotage. Sabotage. Two dozen humans, their faces mostly covered with makeshift masks, slunk into the Boltsa district under the cover of darkness. Some were armed with weapons, though most carried workaday tools like crowbars and wrenches. They planned to infiltrate the Elixni quarter and find evidence of aggression. If that failed, they would send a clear message that the House of Light was unwelcome to the last city. Knives torn to banners, noxious fumes filled the air, paint cans rattled. The hum of the machinery around them disguised the sounds of their labor, while hushed voices conferred in terse, conspiratorial tone. I think this is their food, a young woman whispered to her male companion while they warily looked over her shoulder. She didn't see anyone as they crouched by a large ether tank, but she imagined that the elixir crowded together in a nearby building. Did they even sleep? Here, give me a hand with this, her companion said pointing to what he guessed was a control panel. 
Together they pried the faceplate off, revealing a mess of wiring beneath. They shared a furtive glance and began pulling out wires by the fistful, hands shaky, their blood pounding in their ears. A low whistle like a bird call fluttered through the night air. When they looked up, a hunter stood over them, only a few paces away, his face shadowed by a cowl. In his hand held a hand cannon at hip level, aimed straight at them. Their co-conspirators, drawn by the sound, gathered in their periphery, mentally calculating their chances. Not a single one liked the odds. Even those who came armed expected to fight the fallen, not a guardian. The hunter called out in a half whisper, I don't want any trouble. The woman stood frozen as the young man beside her moved towards the hunter, his jaw set. No! His companion hissed, are you crazy? She grabbed his arm to haul him behind the ruined ether tank, but he wrenched free. The young man stepped slowly toward the hunter. You're on the wrong side of this thing, he started. The hunter pulled back on his hand cannon's hammer with an audible click. I don't think I am, he replied. Unwilling to test the hunter's mettle, the young man called over his shoulder. Let's go! The hunter narrowed his eyes. He watched as the young man slinked past him and spat at his feet. Something old and terrible rose up inside the hunter. It took all of his focus to steady his hand. The conspirators peeled away from their hiding places, one by one, disappearing into the dark. Some hissed choice insults and dispersions at the hunter under their breath, though none dared to look at him. In just a few minutes, the block was deserted except for the hunter, who stood alone in the street until his ghost compiled over his shoulder. It choked with concern. You wouldn't really have shot them, right? The hunter hesitated as he holstered his weapon. They needed to know I was serious, Glint. But you weren't, his ghost insisted. Wordlessly, the hunter began making his way through the destruction. Someone would sound the alarm soon. He didn't want to be there when they did. T Tell me you weren't serious, his ghost said again, lagging behind. Were you? <laughs> oh yeah, he was. And we all know he was serious. Oh, he absolutely no. He and 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 like so. That's one thing that I'm kind of kind of upset about is crows. I want to say loyalty, right? But it's not so much loyalty. It's like obsessive compulsive loyalty, like. Crow can never be a leader, I don't think, right? Crow always feels the need to be subservient to someone in a place of power, whether it's a sister, whether it's a vanguard, whether it's Sabathun slash Osiris, whatever, right? And that's what Mara always used to play on, his, yeah. his loyalty to her to please people. That's what yeah. she always played on. I don't think she liked it, though, because in, in the season earlier, she was talking about how that's always been his weakness. I don't think yep. she enjoyed the fact that he had that weakness. But she you know? made him. She made him the way he is. He, if, if, you, if you read the law... You're talking about how early... she led him into corporealness? Yeah, basically. She, no, uh, no, they, they, were on the Yang, they were on the Yang Li way. And he, he had a backbone then and he used to stand up to her but he would still do stuff for her and he was loyal to his family right 
but then when they entered the singularity and became awoken she she was the first among among awoken and she right. made the awoken people right and one of the early ones was her brother right so that flaw in his personality was created by mara be it subconsciously or consciously see the she, way that i read it though the way that i read it his personality was like that to begin with which is why he couldn't like it said that she had brought to, others. She had she had extent, led yes. others, but he he couldn't be led the same way because his spirit was like, it was confused. It was chaotic. It was it was restless. I forgot the word that they used, but basically he couldn't focus well enough to be led the way that the others were. So she had to pay him special attention to lead him to corporealness, right? So that was that was already in him. That's why he had to be led to begin with. Was that whole confusion in his soul? You know, that's but how I read always it. A, he was always about pleasing Mara and pleasing his people and achieving feats. He, yes, he was a show off. It's like when when he got into the Black Garden and got infected with the darkness slightly. Mara specifically told him not to go, but I believe she did that knowing full well he would go. Yeah. And caused this set of events. Yeah. Mara also knew that he would be risen. He would become a light bearer. How could you possibly know that? It's mentioned in the um the Cause, voice cause lines in, in the in, in the last because in, in the last cutscene, whether it was last week or the week before, she even admitted that she did not know he would become a light bearer. But not everything is something that you can control. That's what she said. But the people she said have actually failed her to bring him back to or keep him in the Dreaming City. So she knew he was going to do that. Because Mara, um, Petra was supposed to watch the grave. Yep. And then, have you ever wondered why Spider is so scared of her? Of Mara? Yeah. Because she's why he's actually trying to pay, And why he's trying to pay the drifter to actually get him out of there. I mean, I just always thought that she was terrifying. Because... He was supposed to bring Crow back to the Dreaming City, but instead he used him for his own advantage. Uh, yeah, but that was after he was arisen. Like in her voice yes, dialogue, he was, she says he, he was supposed to be taken back to be a light bearer. And you're saying that she did know he was supposed to be a light bearer. He was supposed to be taken back to the Dreaming City so she could have this blank slate to model how she wanted. Okay. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again because I, I could. It's not. It's not just the cutscene. It's the voice lines from the um, um, the the compass. The compass, like four seasons ago. No, the the what the ley line compass that we uh, are upgrading. Gotcha. I was thinking of that that compass that activity we had a while back. Um. Right. Wasn't that a lantern? No, no, just before the lantern. It was uh Osiris's event. It's it's what spurred all the all the all the rest of the the seasonal events like what we have right now. It was the first one. It was like a big compass thing. You walked up to it, a portal opened up, you hopped through, you came out, you made weapons. I can't remember the damn name of it. But doesn't matter. Oh, you mean you mean in the lighthouse? No, 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 I don't mean the lighthouse. Um, chapter six, understanding. 
Right? Are we, go, are, are we going here? Or are we going somewhere yeah. else? Okay. No, we're going here. Ikora Ray strode into the future world called Headquarters. It had the air of a church, hushed and reverent. But the air of sanctity was undercut by the intrusion of Vex technology. Wires climbed like vines across the ceiling, and the air was filled with the faint smell of ozone. In the middle of the room, reclining on a seat, reminiscent of both throne and operating table, was Lakshmi too. Her face was obscured by a helmet that connected to the mess of wiring above. Studious cultists shuffled about with their heads bowed, glancing suspiciously at Ikora. As the warlock advanced, the cultist held up a single finger, commanding both silence and patience. Ikora's eyes narrowed. The cultist whispered into a small microphone next to the device. Its subaudible hum had been inconspicuous. But once it powered down, the quiet felt overwhelming to Ikora. Lakshmi sat in repose, presumably orienting herself in the current timeline. Leave us, she said without opening her eyes. We'll resume at 1425. Her subordinates filtered from the room, looking past Ikora as if she were invisible. Lakshmi finally opened her eyes and fixed them on the warlock. I assume you're here to bargain? I am not. Ikora's tone was calm and cold. I'm here to issue a warning of my own. Warn me, Lakshmi laughed, her voice thin. If we have any further incidents on the account of your incitement, I will personally find a remote icy moon to leave you on. Lakshmi tattled, only small minds classify prophecy as provocation. She stood up and smoothed her garment. Certainly in the face of the unknown as the providence of zealots, Ikora eyed the device. And the insane, this isn't a debate. And yet, you are still here. Come, Ikora. You've not seen what I have. Lakshmi gestured to the device. The bolts the district under the assault for a second time. Saint-14 pinned down by gunfire. And you. She trailed off. Screaming for help over the comms. How many of your prophecies have gone unfulfilled, Lakshmi? Ikora snapped. I wish you could hear yourself. How afraid you sound. All those years studying under Osiris, and you're still so naive, Lakshmi replied. Ikora's anger flared. She advanced on the cult leader. Cut the BS, or suffer the consequences. Understand? Undaunted by this, Lakshmi's artificial eyes shone bright. Understood. Ikora stepped back and let her anger pass through her with a sigh. Then we're done here. She turned on her heels and strode out. As she left, Ikora wondered whose prophecy she had just fulfilled. Lakshmi's or her own. So that's the machine they use to see into the future. I I never thought of it as like a like an X-Men Professor X kind of device. I thought it was like a like a scrying pool kind of thing where they can just like look in or whatever. Cool. Yeah, it's almost like Cerebro. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even though Lakshmi is doing the equivalent of what you can consider as treason, she's all like, yeah, I'll just leave it's... you on a distant moon, as though ships don't exist. It's not quite treason yet. 
maybe inciting violence or in, in inciting a riot, yes, but treason, not quite. Until Ikora's got evidence to say she's going to Saladin, to say she's going to Osiris, to say she's going around all the factions going, let's dis- uh, depot. Is it depose or dispose? Disposes to throw away. Deposes to like remove a king. Yes. Or well, let's let's depose the um, the the vanguard until okay. she's got firm evidence of that. She can't act. Hence the warning. She knows yeah, what she's up I to. I get that, but Lakshmi has all but admitted it, dude. Like, c- come on. Do you need her to write you a document saying yes? I plan to but, overthrow but and kill the, the climate with the climate in the city. And the people currently listening to her, it might not be in the best interest of the vanguard to suddenly turn around to um, Lakshmi and say, you're under arrest for inciting treason. Even though the population of the city could actually turn around to the vanguard and say well you're kind of treasoning too by bringing the elixir here our ancient enemy Mm. you kind of get what i mean they need the population behind her and currently the population to listen to lakshmi and until they can i never i never understood that whole thing how people are getting that in their heads right if they were bringing just like random fallen in the city and these fallen were like messing with people I would see that as, yeah, sure, that might be a treasonous, you know, act. But, but these how, fallen think, have helped think, us in the past, you know? Yes, but a lot of what goes on in the past, the general population don't know her. Okay, but the, genuine, you under, you understand the general what I mean? population should also see that the fallen are not doing anything. They're keeping to themselves, you know? I mean, well, like... remember Six Fronts. Remember, there's been mentioned when um, London was burnt, raised to the ground. All these battles, the elix- we versed the elixir. They are an ancient. Well, how long has this, the last city been there? Hundreds of years, from what we can tell. Yeah, and over those hundreds of yeah. years, we've always had this enemy, or one of our enemies would be the fallen, or the elixir, as we now call them. You're trying to I, I get, tell I get all that. A, popula- I a, a population to note they're our friends now and expect there to be no animosity at all where that's just not going to happen. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, look at, look at, look at our history, right? Germany starts two world wars, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way that America could have won, arguably, is because German scientists swapped sides and showed us how to make jets and missiles and all these other things that they were using against us right so they, i mean they did but at that point the war was the put the war had already turned by the time we got things we'd won that outright anyway by the time but the scientists saw that and actually gave us all the secrets a lot of those secrets were actually gained from in the years preceding the war okay but the idea is when the Germans came to America, the, they might not have been liked per se, but it was not viewed as like a treasonous act either. 
you know. But they weren't seen. the The scientists that came over weren't seen as the military. Not even just if scientists, you, but just defectors in general. You know. Yes, but yeah. they weren't seen as the military. All I mean, the Elixni fight. But but Elixni babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't see them I, with guns. No, but what you do see is the dregs and the vandals, and the and the barons and the captains. They all fight. That's almost like bringing an opposing army into your city and saying, "They're our friends now. Leave them alone." Not a chance. Somebody's going to kick off about it. Yeah, it's fair, I guess. But, but babies. So listen to babies. Yes, I know. But not the general population won't have seen them because we do most. All the guardians do most of the uh, fighting. There's only a few guard, the few sta uh, standard citizens that have actually left the city to go outside the wall, and I can name two of them on one hand. Well, I can name. Devrim K and um, Soraya Hawthorne. All right. They're the only two citizens that we know of that made it out of the city until the Red War. And they were constantly... You mean that survived outside the city? Yes. Right? That, okay. That's possibly a better way of actually phrasing it. You, yeah. you are correct there. Yeah. Because people left. They just did not survive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, look, on that note, I've saved where we are right now inside the chat, and we'll pick up there next time we get some time. Cool. And I'll send the links to Demon. Excellent. So, continuing with our tips and tricks. Bill guides. Yeah, all that stuff. Because... There's, there's no respawn to report roundup because everything they've kind of managed to cram into the twab, you know, the little things. So, yeah. Uh, have we got a rant? Is, it, is there a rant this week before I get on with my tips? I don't have enough energy for a rant. Well, there you go. Not putting in half as much effort. Okay, fair enough. I so, can't even really talk. My, my rant's going to be just me sniffling about being sick and sucks. Okay. Stuff. Uh, couple of cool videos this week. We have Bravex Hero has got the 10 best weapons for Trials of Osiris, if you're interested in looking at those. They are like exotics and legendaries. We have ones from Cool Guy. So he has the Legal Action 2 Pulse Rifle. So this is the high-impact pulse rifle that is available from like the World Drops. Mm -hmm. And it does things that no other high-impact pulse rifle can. And Because um, I got a few of them. What am I looking at? I believe it has heating up and rampage, and none of the other high impacts oh, have this. Yeah. So it that's what I've been trying to get is heating up rampage, and I can't get it. It can compete with the messenger. So if you don't want to go into trials and get a messenger with rapid hit and desperado, then legal action two may be the way that you can go for that. Esoteric has the guides for all the data caches and all the anchors and everything else from the debris of dreams location. Peace forever has elemental armaments glitch with kinetic kills so this is a glitch that you can actually get using a kinetic weapons rather than like your elemental weapon to get the elemental armament wells to drop he goes over that for you ascendant nomad was sent a build from i think one of his um, community going over i believe it's lunar faction boots 
and this kind of well build and it's very very interesting and he's, he's kind of used it in a pvp scenario and he believes that you know it's a it's a very good pvp exotic well, what does it do you you, you got to tell him more than that i mean if you want to entice them what does it do is it infinite this well i don't have to that? entice them but you empowering know empowering this empowering that what, what, what's the point of it well oh the point is to kill people yeah as fast well, as possible maybe it might be to get you super back as fast as possible. What's what's the perk, dude? It, it does stuff really fast. Uh, I tried, guys. He wants to be a I tried. So, Lunar Faction Boots, the perk is Alchemy Etchings, which is your wrists gain the additional ability to increase weapon reload speed. Empowering wrists make weapons effective over longer ranges. So, what he's kind of doing with this is using like the empowering rifts and getting uh, like a grid skipper to work at ranges that a messenger would work at. So you imagine like how fast you can fire a grid skipper and it working at the ranges that like a, a near enough max range mes messenger can work at. And you can get like a, a really fast TTK, especially with the fact that, you know, the empowering rift giving you the extra damage as well as making it effective over longer ranges if you're placing the rifts down in specific locations and you know it's a work in progress and a learning thing for you to kind of get these wells placed um ascender nomad's got a really cool video for you if you want to kind of try that kind of build are you interested now respawn no i'm just upset because i have a heating up thresh and a surplus rampage <laughs> I was gonna say I'm I'm still loving that exact role on the Chrome Rush more than on other things at the moment. Dude, that's a great role on pretty much any Everything. gun. I've any seen any it on, gun, dude. yeah, yeah. Just I don't uh, think more... we're ever gonna see it again. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 too overpowered. They're gonna get rid of it. If you're interested in Destiny Fun Police's top five best pulse rifles in PvP, go check out what he's got listed. Again, I mean, they're, they're pretty straightforward, but if you're new to Destiny, you might not know, and you might need to kind of push in the right direction to what to look out for. So in his video, he goes over, like, if it's a legendary, what roles you could be looking out for to to make the best out of that weapon. So check that out. Oh. Fallout Plays has got his seasonal video going over the fast exotics and best exotic farm for lost sectors and the calendar so if you don't want to listen to me at the beginning of the show tell you what lost sectors there are uh, you know you can always follow the link in fallout plays description to have a look yourself each week but if you do like listening to my voice each week i will still continue to do it regardless but one thing i kind of fell into the trap of this week when i went to go and get my precious scars exotic I accidentally filled up all my engram slots with like prime engrams, eververse engrams, and like the all those other stupid black engrams as well. And I didn't realize. And then I completed the lost sector to get the helmet. You didn't realize what? I completed the lost sector to get my helmet. I got the exotic drop. I went back to the tower to undo the exotic engram. And as I clicked it, I realized I shouldn't do that. Because if you do that and it's in your postmaster, it decrypts to what the master lost sector is of the day, which wasn't a helmet. It was chess pieces. Although I got a pretty sweet armamentarium role, I needed to go back to the lost sector and clear out all my engrams because that's also one of the tricks like Fallout plays says every kind of season. 
that if you fill up your engram slots and you get exotics to drop and they can go to your postmaster you can focus what kind of like helmets arms legs chests of whatever you want as long as it's in your postmaster you could pull it out on that day and whatever the master loss sector for that day is will give you say it's chess pieces it will give you all chess pieces out of those exotics so if you are searching for just a chess piece and it can be any chess piece you can't kind of select which one it is you have more of a chance of getting a, a high stat roll armor piece chess piece from pulling it out on that day so you have to kind of keep an eye on what the the legendary and the master lost sectors are doing but it's all in fallout's video so i had to go back and then refarm the, the same lost sector to, as once i kind of cleared out my um engrams to get the precious scars to drop because it's a feature not a bug if you are interested in knowing all 51 patrol ascendant anchors and the locations for the the anchor guardian triumph and roadmap uh, esoteric has the full guide for you for that we talk about destiny Night manager quite a bit on the show and point out all the you know the, the fantastic things it can do to help you with uh, like building your guardian and looking for certain roles on your subclasses and and weapons and things like that but say wallabra points out in one of his videos that he did this week there is a d2 armory picker that you can also link to your bungie.net account which will then go over it works a lot better for kind of builds than destiny item manager does and it works in tandem with Destiny Item Manager. So once you've kind of found a build that you like of setting it up to have like 100% in mobility and say 100% in resilience on all the armor pieces that you've got in your vault or on your character, you can then copy that to a, a clipboard, take it into Destiny Item Manager. It will then highlight those items in your Destiny Item Manager. You can then create a build from there and put it on your character. So... Uh, this is kind of an underutilized website that people don't really know much about. Again? It's called Destiny 2 Armor Picker. Is that not the one that we've been using the whole time? You might be thinking of Roll Appraiser. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a light GG uh, tool um, that kind of ranks uh, everything in your vaults at the same time. It's pretty sweet. Now, what I use okay. is this right here. I'll even put it up on the stream. Whatever I'm building armor. This, this is why I'm broke, by the way. If anybody's interested, why why I'm legendary shard broke, it's because I have like nine armor sets for my hunter for different exotics that are all triple 100. So I go right here. Oh, it is D2 armor picker. So it is the same thing. But they can. Nailed, Nailed it. Why are we talking about this again? Because yeah. parody... Um, mention this. That's the only reason I know about it. Parody mentioned this a few shows back, so we're just going to keep recycling this over and over again? Hey, it was new to me. Yeah. I learned something. Mm, okay. People miss out on listening on to different shows. They don't listen no, to every single week. That's why you got to go back week. and listen to every single week. Right there. Bam. No, you can't. You can't. And, but that's and, why I like to remind while people, we're on like the subject, Fallout Place does his While we're video. on the subject, yes. right, people... Huh? Keep asking me how to use this thing when I suggest it. So here's a quick tutorial, right? First, see, the, they call this step one. They call this step two. They call this step three. It's out of order. Don't worry about that. First thing you got to do is you got to pick whether or not you're using powerful friends and radiant light. I use both. Next thing, pick the exotic you want to use. Let's say I want to use right there, Aether's Embrace. Bam. 
I want to use this exotic, so I want to make a build with this exotic. Now you go here, say, how much mobility do you want? Well, I'm a hunter. I got to have max mobility. How much recovery? Boom, 100 recovery. And right here, it shows I can also get 100 strength, which is good, right? Because Arthur's Embrace, mm -hmm. you want that knife back up as much as possible, so you want that strength max. So here we go, triple 100s, boom, boom, boom. And on this side right here, you can actually go even further. You can go 40 intellect, 30 this, bam, right there, right? So once you max everything out, it shows the only setup that you can put together to get this working. So you push the down arrow here, and it tells you everything in your vault that you need to put together to get this exact build right here. It even tells you right here what mods to add and how to put it all together. That's how you get triple 100 stats. And if you are listening to the podcast version of this and you don't know what right here means, say Wallabra has it all detailed in his video you that can too. watch. Yeah. Is there a video so, version of this? Moving on. Um, yeah, I stream the show every week. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> so yeah, moving on. Cheese Forever has an Aegis Scepter glitch, which gives you instant reload with the catalyst. If you're, if you're interested in that, of course it does. go and check that one out. Eroar, which I think a lot of people have kind of picked up this week. This mod changes everything. So this is the best mod for elemental shards on like stasis builds. So if you want to see what it does, have a look at Eroar's video. But then there is a video from Astacross which goes into a hunter build that just got crazier with Elemental Shards, which is the name of the mod that I think you yep. can pick for, pick up from the Wayfinder Compass from doing kind of each week. And confirm, so absolutely bonkers you... using it right now. There you go. Uh, so yeah, Astacross has got an infinite super build with the, for the hunters, if you want to check that I've out. I've had my Goldie up almost and... this whole time. See, I thought it would just be for the stasis build, but if you're saying... It is, but there's a way... So I didn't use his build, but I did watch that because I love Wells right now. Um, yeah. And I'm doing Solar at the moment, and I'm running it with two fusions, including Sleeper. And I'm just constantly generating Solar Wells between that and the other mods that make Solar Wells because it's all Solar and Stasis for some reason. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing that, running Golden Gun with Celestial Nighthawk, and I'm like, I just have infinite Golden Gun, and I'm just melting everything else. I'm helping the teammate with um, Fire Team Medic. Like it's it's the most fun I've had, I think, with a build, and it's also stupidly powerful. Yeah, you should try it. Respawn. I mean, I'm more of a charge with light kind of guy. I can do the same thing with charge with light. It. You can't though. You yeah, you, you actually it. can. No, you can't. Yes, you no, you can. I love Charge with Light. I love Charge with Light. I'm saying this as a hunter who also primarily uses Charge with Light. Try this. The new well the... mods that got added yeah. are dumb. This the synergy is, like is insane. An off the hook PVE build to use. It's fantastic. You'll love it. You won't it's like Diablo min maxing, like Diablo three when you're doing like super high tier stuff, mm -hmm. and you just have these bananas builds where you're deleting the entire screen at once. That's what it feels like. Yeah. There you go. So, are you two interested to know if the no. Argent Ordnance and Explosive Light stack? Oh. Uh, yes. Please let me break my character no. more. <laughs> well, if you are, you're going to have to go and check out Ironworks Gaming's video on this to ah. see if they do stack. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> <coughs> um, Baited. I knew it was coming. Sorry. I knew what was coming. <laughs> cool Guy has a cool guy video on the Promethean Spur. And this is an update to the Promethean Spur with one of the most powerful PvP and PvE builds 
for the Warlocks. A lot of love for the Warlocks this week. A lot of love so for the Warlocks this you... season. Yeah. So Promethean Spur you know, are the boots that you can get for the Warlock. It's called Embers of Light. Defeating combatants or guardians while Daybreak is active creates a healing in or healing and empowering rift at their mm-hmm. location. While standing in any rift, solar weapons say solar solar weapons final blows grant rift energy when your rift energy is full final blows consume your rift energy and create a healing and empowering rift at the target's location so you get the best of both worlds and it looks insane and i think it's one that i might try out in iron banner next week thanks to cool guy with um my warlock because i'm not giving my warlock as much love as i had in previous seasons but there are, there have been quite a few cool builds out there to try in the last couple of weeks. So this is, I mean, he's recommending it for PvP. If I can get extra damage and healing by just kind of getting a kill to start off with and then just going standing in that rift as I walk around and, you know, especially if it's Iron Banner and you, you get a kill on the capture point, you know, your quid's in there. And if you're as confused as a lot of other people are on how to defeat champions, Abiyar has a very instructive guide on, you know, for maybe for new players, just it's just a pretty good guide on artifact mods and exotics for this season if you are looking at, you know, destroying your champions faster and, and what kind of benefits you can get on some of the weapons that are already out there, like some of the exotics come with it intrinsic to them. So Abiyar goes over that in her video for you, especially for new players, but, you know, might be good for a refresh on older players that are a bit confused like me sometimes and then finally my friend blue screen 42 recommended in a short five minute conversation that we had this week that plunder the booty was putting out some really cool um, videos with warlocks and and more warlocks this week but then i did find a hunter one as well so he has an insane destroy champions with this build and this is using the new agar's scepter and I can't remember what the exotic was with it, but it's it's a really cool warlock build if you want to go and check that out. Then one that he posted before that, which I think a lot of YouTubers have covered, but I'm going to link his video because it's really cool. Um, a poison subclass in Destiny 2. So this is using, I believe it's Bottom Tree Sunbreaker or whatever it is. Is, is, is it Sunbreaker on the Warlocks? Sunsinger? Is it Sunsinger? uh it's a thing and yeah. it's on the bottom bottom tree solar on the warlock and using the the exotic the gauntlets which when you get a melee kill give you the venom and i can't remember the name of them they are the necrotic grips so grass of the devourer uh damaging combatants in envenoms them with poison and this does deals increased damage over time defeating a poisoned combatant spreads the condition to nearby targets and what they found that this actually works on the solar subclass for warlocks so if you throw out a grenade i believe it is it could then destroy somebody and then they explode and spread poison to other people so it's a really good pve build and plunder the booty has got a complete breakdown of what you kind of need for this and then another build, Plunder the Booty's got a the best ever hunter build he has ever played. If you're kind of looking at a different version of the one that Astacross is rocking, have a look at that one. So yeah, those those are all the videos I kind of looked at this week. 
and found really interesting and have you guys got any kind of tips or things that you you've come across in the last couple of weeks or just in your destiny play that you may want to recommend to people B O O T Y plunder the booty what you got bud what you got oh i don't want to play any noise best hunter build i have ever played oh hold on elijah all right we'll watch that later i'm just talking to see how long it's going to take them to start talking over me and they're just kind of letting us We've kind of very fast in. not to talk over you yeah i'm, I'm watching how it plays out <laughs> <laughs> Don Blaine. I do have a bit of feedback though from one of our listeners, Kevin B Man. He's just listened to the new podcast. And he get, said, You guys know that 2 22 is on a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Tuesday? Yeah. So I said, I'm definitely stealing that for the show. Dude, the so ultimate from now on. One. We, yeah. We, it, it, the Witch Queen is now dropping on Tuesday. It's that Tuesday. what Tuesday? No, there is only one Tuesday in our lifetime. That is it. Taco Tuesday. No, no it's clearly the Tuesday that is on the twenty second of February in twenty twenty two. I think they made that clear. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, it's, it's it is t- the day of Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. So I haven't note, forgotten who sent that in. I actually came up with that, and I, I made a pseudonym. You lie. And I just didn't want to take um, full credit for it. So Cosmo has commented on this guy, you Gary, that says Bungie has stealth nerfed Titan Throne Hammer's cooldown by 60%. Cosmo said, hey, appreciate the report on this. We never stealth nerf anything. It is super obvious when changes are made to abilities. So we never dream that we could slip one by you. Sometimes we do miss patch notes in the shuffle, but in this case, this was an unintended change and are already working on a fix for the upcoming update. He was hostile. He he was up all night. He had a little bit too much to drink. You know, problems at home with the family. Wife not doing what she needs to do. Kids not listening. So he was aggressive right there. So. Are you speaking about yourself in the third person right now? No, talking about Cosmo, dude. Oh, okay. He was very upset right there, man. No, I'm good. There's like a little right bit here. of projection. Being Tiny nice. Bit. How about well, this little bunny hood? Oh. What's with the bunny hood? Well, yeah. So I, th- I think that's the end of the show because Nolte's got to get going. He's got somewhere to be. I got to go. He doesn't want to spend the entire day talking to us. I've got to go get beat up at the punk rock show. You do that. And I'm going to take care of the so, kid and go Nulzi, curl into a uh, corner and die from something. Yes. Nulzi, as you are filling as you are filling in for parody, would you like to take us out? You got to send him the thing. No, no. I'm just getting him to take us out. Just like that. I mean, normally I... <laughs> I'm seeing how good his memory is. <laughs> Dude, I've been doing this show for 140 episodes and I don't even know parody's outro. Well, no, do I? No, but I'm just seeing if he can get a step further. Hey, I barely know what I'm this. doing right now. What are you talking right? about? Look, just repeat after me. Thanks for listening to Two Titans and a Hunter. Thanks for listening to Two Titans and a Hunter. Where Respawn is obviously the best host.
Sorry, you broke up on that one. <laughs> I mean, I'll do yeah, it if you well, give me the script. No, no, we never get the script. You I can't find it. the script. You no, know it by like, heart then? This I is can't. Two Titans and a Hunter. This is my co-host. This is my co-host. My name is this. Um, we have you can find us email. in so find. That's something. We have a Twitter that has yeah. something to do with Two Titans and a Hunter. Use our code There's also, yeah, There's a Facebook thing, I think, that has Two Titans and a Hunter. Uh, respawn streams on No One Respawns in real life at Twitch. Yeah. That's something or other. Um, but we're not streamers, so, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, and uh, something, you know, insert witty comment here. And, uh, yeah, see, see you next week. It's just... I should have looked this up before we got started. Otherwise, it just... No... So, yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Nosey, for filling in for parody. I'd like to throw it out there. You've put me on the spot, like, four times. I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the listeners for joining us, and thank you for Respawn to getting back to some kind of health to join us again this week, because we missed you last week. Right. You can find all your favorite Guardians any way you like, because if you just type in our names, we kind of show up on the Bungie thing now, and you can befriend us and not, not actually send us any messages to tell us who you are. I've now got about five or six people that have kind of bungee friend requested me and I don't know who they are. So it would be nice. Right. And try to drag us in trials matches without please please warning. send me a kind of a message telling me what who you are so that I know who you are because I can't just accept a friend request. I, I mean I can, but I'd rather know who you are and if you're a listener or if you're if you are genuinely a friend. I'd I'd like to know. I'm guessing other people out there have, have probably come across the same situation. You know, a friend from like six years ago sent them a friend request and gone, hey, you know, I, I play on PlayStation, you play on Xbox. We, we can now play together, but I, I don't know. So, yeah. You can email the show at two times and a hunter at hotmail.com. If you don't you know can their contact names, your favorite host. You can be their friend. You can contact any one of us on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Two Titans and Hunter. You can also find all of us mainly playing on Xbox. Noel, do you play on Xbox? I play on PC, uh, but it's crossplay, so it doesn't matter now. Yeah, so if you want to play with Noel Z and his subpar kind of crucible play, there you go. Or if you want to do a raid, contact Hunter Ooh, wow. Master Rager. Really? Just throwing it on there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to send you a friend and invite on Bungie, too. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. Uh, retract that. Uh, you can watch some of our gameplay and <laughs> listen to us on YouTube. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Parody's not going to be back next week, so who will we get to fill in? Will we get Nolte back, or is he fired? So there you go. Take care. Also, deuces. Bye. Tried. Well, thank you very much for coming or deciding to come back on to fill in parody shoes. They are quite big shoes. He's a very tall man. He's over six foot. Did you know that? So am I. So am yeah, I. but you're short for six foot. <laughs> True. I'm six one. I'm yeah. just over six foot. Yeah. Uh, I'm just about six four. I wear a size 15. Parody is still bigger than both of you put together. Parody is huge. He is put like. Together. There's nobody yeah. that's bigger than us put together. No, he's like Hagrid. That's like. That's like. 
12 feet 6 inches total. Yeah. Is there he's like Hagrid. Feet, six I swear he's he's Hagrid. Basically he's he's Hagrid. No. He is. No. He's a giant. No. He's a gentle giant. No. So I thought I'd be proactive, invite you on as a, a guest host, Nolsey. And Respawn's been proactive. I don't know how and why. There's there's no question to ask why. But he says he's bringing a guest on at some point later on in the show. So we're going to be Nolsey joined by somebody else. You said there was somebody else. Yeah, Nolsey. Is there somebody else? And I don't That's remember actually saying any of that, actually, now that we're getting into it. But Nolsey's here, so Nolsey's my guest. Haha. That's not how that works. I invited Nolsey. You didn't do anything. Um, let me check. Pretty sure I just said he was my guest. Hold on. Let me check the backlog. Right here. Rewind a little bit. You're definitely yeah. feeling no, better. No, no, I said it right there. Yeah, no, he's my guest. It's oh, right okay. there on video. Yep. Uh-huh. Does this mean you guys are going to get a divorce? At some uh, point, I think it, you know it's it's going to be in the works. Nah, we'll be alright. No, we'll be alright. You're just going to put up with my my stuff for the rest of your life. Well, that. Hmm. My yeah. wife actively tries to homicide me. Compared to that, you're easy. 